0: Hello and welcome to the Life of Storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pierce, here on episode 58 with my co-host, Ernest Gonzalez.
1: Hey, little babies. What's up?
0: How are you doing today, Ernest?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. My my kid is sleeping directly behind me.
0: Oh my God, he's in right the now. room? Wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's passed out. I didn't want to kick him out, you know?
0: I don't but understand that. I've met him.
1: This is the fourth. Thank you, Will Smith, for getting me. This uh this well, hold day on
0: off. Jeff Goldblum well, was just as much a part of it as Will Smith, okay? He was very
1: important, yes. He was absolutely he was yeah. there. Was a lot of big players there. There was a lot of big players. Kind of makes Somebody... it
0: even funnier that he's the alien in uh that last Sanderson movie we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> and to say he's oh, the alien, that's very yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I like, was like,
1: Will Smith was an alien. <laughs> 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 How about you, man? How you doing?
0: I'm doing good, doing good. Um happy so we're we're a day we're two days late on this but i mean i didn't want to record early so happy one year anniversary to the podcast as of july 2nd the podcast has been running for one whole year um from that first first batch of episodes where it's just me um very innocently placing a mic facing upward in a room
1: campfire style
0: uh, campfire style and we we just circled around it talking about final fantasy um and now here we are two mics even able to work remotely (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, it's
0: it's come a long way it's come a long way um but thanks for all you've done being part of it um whether you were always before you you were obviously there at the very beginning but then you were also a big supporter of when it was just me doing gaming news every week um and then of course when you came on um as my co-host i I think i might
1: be our biggest fan yeah. i don't
0: know man my dogs are always here so oh true, true.
1: <laughs> motherfuckers love you i but, learned uh... recently
0: that my mom so my mom knew i was doing a podcast obviously i didn't keep it a secret from her but mm-hmm. like for the longest time like she would either just like a post that we shared from the page or whatnot and then she asked me she's like oh is chris is this you and then ever since i was like yeah mom that's me <laughs> now it's just heart 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 and i was like okay
1: Fucking love this shit. <laughs> uh, yeah. she's
0: precious she's precious what were you gonna say
1: oh just thank you for having me man yeah Yeah. this is this is like my shit i love doing this
0: hey man i'm glad because obviously if you didn't this would i don't know i don't know if we'd still be here but this week we are continuing our reverse um wes anderson uh movie series where we have gone from asteroid city to the french dispatch and what a what a one-two combo here because these movies are probably because i i've seen isle of dogs i guarantee you it's not in the same vein as these two films um Hmm. but these two have a lot of dna shared like you can clearly see how one went from the other and then obviously going backwards i'm like oh man i can see some ideas here yeah um and it's kind of like the mature um wes anderson era like it's, it's no gritty batman story but like they're definitely a little bit darker and more adult in some ways um and I I want to say, and we'll see if I'm right or wrong or not, but I think this is the first movie of his that actually has nudity. Uh, okay. I, think. I don't, and it, uh, that's not counting the the animals from Fantastic Mr. Fox. Um. So, but today we're going over French Dispatch from 2021. Um, definitely a divisive film among the fans of Wes Anderson, but. There's a lot to be said about it. Um, Ernest, what did you think of French Dispatch? Um,
1: well sorry, I just I feel shy about my new muscles. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Stupid. The, uh... <laughs> I have that
0: quote listed here too. Um, I
1: love it, dude. I love it. Um, but there's there's a lot to love about this movie. Um off the bat though. It's not exactly, it's so different than what we usually get from his bag, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It it just, there's definitely so much of him in here, like where you could tell it's one of his films, but it's just laid out so differently. But I love the, I think the idea of it more than anything, Mm -hmm. um, like it's like a magazine personified, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, And that in its own is just such a, crafty fucking idea man like you know i i don't know if there's anything else like that like we get adaptations of a little bit of everything right mm-hmm. um like comic books and uh old cartoons and and stuff like this that get turned into like you know films and it's never really done in this manner like you're flipping through the pages of a magazine you yeah. know um so that i love about it mm-hmm. um but at the same time, it's like if you're going for a Wes Anderson film and expecting to feel like all the feelings that you usually feel when you go see a Wes Anderson film, then this one, I, I see how this one might throw you off a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, um, that for a little bit, I was trying to find like the direction it was going. And once it clicked that it is like, okay, we're just like looking through the magazine and the articles that they wrote Mm -hmm. in this, but what's going to be like the magazine that, or the issue that holds uh, the owner's uh, obituary. Right. Yeah. So like um, once the the concept clicked for me, then I started enjoying it a lot more and enjoying the stories for, you know, for what they were Mm. because they really start you off slow uh, with some little tiny ones. But once they really lean into it, like I really enjoyed some of these stories
0: so would you say the first because there's like four stories here um mm-hmm. would you say that first one really wasn't your bag
1: uh, well, uh, that the first one what I'm sorry,
0: wasn't yours I said not your bag, like not not your cup of tea i
1: i just um I just felt a bit lost in it, you know, mm-hmm. um. But like in hindsight, yeah, I like it, <laughs> but at the time, like I, I wasn't sure for sure. okay, but um the, the first one, the cycling reporter, is that the one you're referring to?
0: I'm talking about the the, the prison
1: Oh, okay, okay, because at uh, uh, the first one I have like because the cycling report, the Owen Wilson portion oh, like that's it's right. really just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really just like him giving a tour of this fictional yeah. yep, yep, city yep. in France, right mm-hmm. um, but which is so it's funny the way it's done. I like it. it. Is, it is but um, but yeah, yeah. When we get to the Benicio del Toro uh, section, then that's when it really started to click for me about halfway through that one. I was like, oh, oh, OK, <laughs> you know, but um, yeah. What about you? How'd you feel about it?
0: Um. So overall, I liked it. I think I have it like right, right at the same level. For me, as Asteroid City, and this
1: City. is your first watch. Yeah, too. Yeah. I've never okay. seen
0: this one before. Um, but yeah, I have this ranked right there with Asteroid City for me. I think I like this one a little, little bit less. Um, and that is because I do think, for me, the, the last story before we get back to because there's the overarching with the the passing of Bill Murray's character and whatnot. Right. Um, the Jeffrey Wright stuff I did find a little. I just wasn't as into it as the others. But um, from the very start of Benicio Del Toro's story and all the way through that one, I loved it. I I loved that one so much. Um, I think a lot of what we see here is just different forms of artistic expression. Mm. And, I mean, journalism is another form of that. Obviously, this is like a love letter to journalism outright. And, like, magazines are, like, barely even a thing now. (laughs) Right, yeah. But, um. I, I really that has to be my favorite of 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 the stories here just because i love um benicio del toro benicio del toro i love leah sadu who just celebrated a birthday recently happy birthday um i have written here i've been in love with her since she appeared in death stranding as fragile um <laughs> she's amazing she's a great actress yep. she was she's probably great. one of my favorite parts of um ah, oh, what is that cronenberg movie we watched last year Ooh. where you eat plastic i can't think about it right now we're not yeah. going on it um but she's great in that <laughs> uh but she she is a very talented actress and i do think she's able to pull off um being a multi-layered female character here and the way that it's that we utilize venice del toro's art and expression and like how he just want people wanting him to create more art is such a challenge and such a hefty thing to deal with that he'd almost rather be dead. Um, I, I found that all very interesting, and I do think because I, way it, of
1: mouthwashed,
0: <laughs> I do think every one of these again, um, kind of touch on different forms of art, artistic, and human expression. And I think that all ties into the really funny line, which kind of becomes less funny towards the end, um, because it's utilized a little differently um don't cry in my office yeah um because what what form of expressing yourself is stronger than just letting out that emotion um but yeah this is this when you go from there to the rest i was like okay um i do really love this has to be like the most childlike i've seen timothy chalamet like
1: yeah, where he was a child acting like a child
0: yes yes very much or so. like
1: a younger individual very often he's cast as like a teenager that acts very adult
0: yeah yeah, yeah and like we yeah. talked about ladybird recently but like obviously he's still a kid but he's a who yeah. he acts like an adult and knows everything and all this shit um even though he's just overall douchebag there but here <laughs> um I, I thought he was very, there There was like an innocence to his character that I found um, a, a good bit charming. And then I also really appreciated Frances McDormand's um, just withdrawn character. Like she's very stoic, very quiet.
1: And even with that, she still just commands, man. She does. Like, she does. even though her character is very like, oh, let me not involve myself in this, even though yeah. she does. um (laughs) she's still like such a presence on the screen like any anywhere where she's at man like Mm -hmm. fucking uh uh yeah it's hard to to deny her anytime that she's in the scene you know yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) she's she. i thought because i'm used to her granted like when you go all the way back to fargo that's obviously another performance where she's not like not like a the loudest person in the room but lately yeah. in um her later roles she's definitely been more of a stronger character like when you saw her in woman talking like she mm-hmm. she has a small role but like she's she's still a presence um and what i mean by that she's always a presence she's like you don't forget she's there but like she's yeah. just very a strong woman character there um so here to have her because she gets a little more vulnerable she, there's like a kind of sweet aspect to her character Mm-hmm. Um, and i do appreciate when she's just like uh you need to you need to learn to take an apology <laughs> uh, man it's so, it's so good um, who cares
1: grown-ups do <laughs> exactly it's yeah, it, it yeah. is
0: such a great back and forth that just happens so naturally it's wonderful it's absolutely wonderful um but yeah what
1: and that's that's one thing that i love about his just his movies that i don't think we're gonna drop off even as we go backwards here mm-hmm. um is just that tit for tat type of dialogue that we get in his movies you know like yeah. where it's just those like quick and but like they feel like organic back and forths. you know mm-hmm. um it's it, we see it so much we saw it so much in asteroid city and mm-hmm. stuff but like and i i know it's in um uh, his previous films that we'll be getting to, too. Yeah, it's all over the place. You just get that, just, oh, just two characters there, sometimes even more involved where everybody's just throwing them out, man, and you're just doing your best to keep up and, like, not laugh over the next line and stuff. Like, I love it, yeah. (laughs) Um, Even um, with Benicio Del Toro and um, Leah Sadu when they have their back and forth and he's trying to be like super endearing and he she's just like shutting him down and stuff. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it's um great. yeah, yeah. It's absolutely great. I love their dynamic. Um it's it's such a shock when we we're, we're doing spoilers, yeah. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. Spoiler alert for this movie that's been out for a minute. When
1: she's modeling years. for him and she walks behind that curtain and um and comes back out and she's the fucking guard, you yep, know, like because yep, yep. I didn't know what was going on for for a minute there. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's super quick to to grab your attention. And mm-hmm. in that series like that, um, that portion and with a couple of the others as well, like his use of like switching from black and white to color mm-hmm. is amazing. Amazing. <laughs> like it when when by the time like your eyes are adjusting and you're like realizing like what you're looking at it's like back to black and white and it's just like i i love the way that he does it man this yeah. film just yeah. altogether is just and you could say it for the majority of his work i'm pretty sure but it's just like so well shot you yeah. know yeah. um pretty sure that's a theme that we're gonna be on here for a while. And I know he has his own style and stuff, but just those like side scrolling, you know, um, those like side scrolling monologues as somebody's like walking through like a stage and you yeah. just see like that whole dollhouse type yeah situation. The, the dollhouse um, aesthetic is very much what he has. he just think. he just does it so well and it's always with such interesting things that they're walking through. You mm-hmm. know um yeah man um I, I dig so much about it no one thing that nobody can say about this is that it wasn't you know well shot yeah
0: yeah yeah very true um but uh what I'm, one thing i'm very curious about especially since we're going backwards um cuz i and i think it's a very warranted complaint uh cuz there are people who it, it's not usually advised to watch like his movies in a marathon
1: mm-hmm. um
0: cuz he does use the same template for every movie um like they're all like everything's perfectly fit in the middle and yada yada yada. But all like that dollhouse aesthetic you were just talking about. And some yeah. people can get very tired of it and whatnot when you go when you like watch it just over and over again. And yeah, I'm curious to see if that fatigue will set in or not. But we'll we will we'll see. Um and that doesn't mean it gets worse or to change it. Like it's it's great. It's just like I mean, a lot of directors they don't necessarily like there's not just when you watch multiple Del Toro movies, he's not filming each one the exact same way. And, and
2: yeah, I think all very- those
1: autopsies, none of those autopsies are from the same angle or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. You know <laughs> yeah.
0: if we had multiple autopsies in Wes Anderson films, they would all be in the in like in the middle. Um, <laughs> but that is to say, all everything he does film is with a purpose. Um, so it's hmm. not like it's just like a copy and paste kind of thing. Um, I also have to imagine it's hard to just get everything to perfectly fit that way. <laughs> um but I did want to say that this is a small shout out for a very small character in this movie. Um, his name is Fisher Stevens. He is, he's one of like the reporters at the beginning. Um, he's not somebody you mm-hmm. like, he doesn't get a portion of the story, but he's just there sitting on the couch. Um, he is uh, from season three and season four, season four of Succession so he, mm-hmm. he's been on that and then he also if you've watched the original and i do mean the original mario movie he's the person who gets turned into a koopa <laughs> that <laughs> oh, tiny ass dinosaur head. head yep yeah <laughs> that's him
1: <laughs> oh man that's that's amazing well, what a shout out he made yeah. it,
0: if you ask me uh, but i gotta ask did you catch the ted lasso cameo
1: oh um the ted lasso cameo and i don't
0: mean ted himself
1: um no what remind me
0: so Sorry okay about. yeah uh Tohib jimmo um who plays sam um he
1: is one of the soldiers yeah yes 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 i did no, you didn't. <laughs> you i was did. i nope. <laughs> i thought i thought it was him but i wasn't sure and um he's so good at soccer it's great that he's an actor as well and in the wes anderson movies
0: and he's literally the only black guy in that whole scene
1: I love him in Ted Lasso so much.
0: I know, I know. You should have caught him here. (laughs) Um, But it's fine. It's fine. Um,
2: Well, I
1: thought it was him. I just wasn't sure.
0: Ernest, you got to learn. There's yeses and noes. You can't, just some, strata, you can't just straddle the line every time that's
1: that's bullshit that's bullshit Well, you sometimes do it all the time what do you mean sometimes there's in-betweens man
0: that's like when i ask you do you remember this <laughs> maybe i do and it's like what do you fucking mean maybe you do i don't know that's fine
1: <laughs> sometimes i just need a little spark to get that memory going baby and that's, that's miranda's
0: job that's nobody else's um
1: <laughs> what
0: but, <laughs> moving right on <laughs> um but yeah no what immediately when he started talking i recognized his voice and then it did again it helped he's literally and i because we talk about how he does a lot of things like intentionally uh wes anderson Mm -hmm. specifically um because it is like a play sequence like the the whole the the soldiers and whatnot right um it just seemed very I, I, don't, I don't know if it was deliberate, if it was just a casting, because it's just a bunch of white guys. And then he's the one black guy. I was like, this is odd. And maybe I only noticed it because it's like, oh, I know this black guy. Um, but yeah, no, it's just like weird. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he was, he was very small here. He plays like soldier. I think it's literally listed as soldier number one. Um, Saoirse Ronan has a, a role here that's like 27 seconds long. <laughs> and her character doesn't have a name when you look at her in the credits uh, she's like it's not the word extra but i forgot what her role is but it's literally that job title or whatever um but the the amount of people in this cast are insane yeah man. As, as they always are as we because were-
1: you even have like like elizabeth moss has a couple lines of dialogue but she's not yeah. i expected her to be one of the people with her own story as well the too. way that i presented her at the beginning I did too. yeah um and yeah yeah and she's barely in there too and it's <laughs> it's just crazy to think like you know yeah, if you get one of these people like starring in a movie the, the majority of the time me and you are gonna be like oh man you know that elizabeth moss movie is coming out or whatever yeah. you know what i mean yeah but yeah, then yeah. we get these and it's just so much and they're just there for the tiniest little parts they you are. know um but that just goes to show like his pool i guess like wes anderson's yeah, pool
0: people apparently enjoy working on that set i would say yeah man
1: <laughs> but it, and it takes a special kind of person to have people gravitate towards you like that and want to yeah. work with you like even in that small capacity you know
0: absolutely um and like we this and... isn't the first time we because we're gonna talk in a few weeks about scherzer Sharon. and again when we get to grand budapest um it is people who tend to work with Wes tend to want to work with him repeatedly. And that, that, that is a good thing. I would say. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. There's it's plenty harder. of
0: directors you hear about. like So I love him and he is one of my favorite directors, but not a lot of people like working with Finch. <laughs> um, not because mm. of like him as a person, because uh, he's somebody who's like he likes to do 40 takes for like one scene so he can see every different possible his movies are so meticulous meticulated and the people who like to work with them they really like like we see Brad Pitt with him a lot mm-hmm. um, and then other people like um, oh what's his name Maggie J- Jake Gyllenhaal there you go Jake Gyllenhaal right. great character in Zodiac Zodiac's a great movie. Um, he's like i don't think i could ever work with him again. <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> um but yeah man wes, wes is apparently supposedly a good guy and as um I th- I, yeah i sent you the thing yesterday apparently he likes even galleon that's cool
1: yeah man yeah
0: <laughs> that is, and ghibli and ghibli as everyone yeah. should. come
1: on yeah, come on, yeah. that's should. pretty much a given yeah. yeah
0: i can understand not liking Evangelion, but come on ghibli
1: but i i love the reasons he gave for like for liking it as well like Mm -hmm. not just like yeah man it's cool but like he's like yeah man it's such a fucking trip and there's like (laughs) you can build a religion off of this shit you know
0: (laughs) oh man and it's funny because he talked about like scientology um yeah elizabeth moss is a scientologist
1: Oh, there you go. But, I mean, she probably gets it, man. She knows what she's doing.
0: She might have also just not seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, she might
1: not have seen Wes Anderson talking about. I imagine <laughs> for that business,
0: especially if you wanted to be like an actress or an actor, like you want to keep a lot of that stuff to yourself and not like, OK, we all believe what we believe. Put me in your movie. Um, right. 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 But uh, another person we haven't talked about too much here, who is also I thought was really good with Benicio Del Toro was Adrian Brody. Um, oh, man. They had a lot of really funny moments. (laughs) Like, and it's in the trailer when it's like, I want to buy your art. It's not for sale. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. (laughs) No, it's not. Um, But then he has this line where the whole purpose of art is to sell it. And I thought... Yeah. And I thought that kind of rang. Like, we see, we kind of see that with him wanting to exploit his work, obviously. Um, And I wonder if that also, because journalism is by no means dead i'm not not saying that but it's definitely not what it used to be i think that is something that is somewhat touched on here and it's um yeah because i mean
1: even even we're doing like a form of germ journalism and like all we do is like watch this stuff sit here and like talk about our feelings man but like you know for the longest time it was like you have to have such a like You have to be able to paint that picture, man. You have Mm -hmm. to be able to like fucking pull people in and all this stuff. And like we do that to an extent, but like with the written word, it's just next level type stuff, man. It is to get into a magazine or whatever it is, you know. Mm -hmm.
0: And like so, for the last few years, um, because as I'm trying to figure out my life, I've looked at different jobs, professions, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, I've noted like gaming journalism obviously that started out as just a gaming podcast and we still cover gaming news I, i've been very curious about and it is it that specific type of journalism is in a rough spot or was at least i don't know where it is currently right now but like game informer was having multiple layoffs a year um several different sites were shutting down um and a big part of that is because a lot of people are able to just go on youtube and start their own thing like, like they're just going yeah. to do their own stuff, get funded, get, get branded, all that. So like that is, and like, we're dealing with like streaming its own different thing, how that's impacting like writers and the different form of creation there. Then the the technology age and where we are now, so many things are being impacted, like journalism, media, all, all of it. And for better or for worse, we've talked about AI plenty, <laughs> like, and there, there's pluses <laughs> and minuses, Um but it's just very interesting to kind of see, and I, I don't know how deep the, the the conversation on that goes in with this. Um, but I do I do think it is somewhat meant to come up and spark that idea of just co- uh, journalism being in a different spot than it used to be.
1: I think you see an example of why in this movie too, when because you know at the end of each story we get bill murray coming in and giving a couple of notes and stuff Mm -hmm. like that right and um you know like the thing about places like game informer or you know whoever else like a company that you're doing um that you're writing for yeah yeah, (laughs) exactly um like there's a big boss that tells you like yeah that's not going out the door that's Mm -hmm. never going to see the light of day like, you can't put that opinion out there, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, and now, like, we're out here saying whatever the fuck we want, bro. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but we're also
0: not getting paid. Oh, um... yeah. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt.
1: But, I mean, but there's people out there that that are that are getting to say what they want. You know what I mean? Um, but are they actually getting to think...
0: say what they That's a whole conversation.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah. True. <laughs> we'll see. When I mean, we it's it, it's we, we
0: never we, we never know what's behind closed doors. That's that's, that's right, right, kind of, yeah. Kind of saying there, um. But uh, but yeah, no, this movie is very interesting, and you can definitely see again just like the beginnings of where he gets his ideas for Asteroid City coming from. This, uh obviously, not the journalism aspect of it, but the way the story is kind of framed. This one is definitely like full anthology. Granted, it's all him, uh all Wes Anderson, but like they're de- like it's segmented stories and whatnot. And his all of his movies have an aspect of that because you get different like um, Royal Tenenbaums is the first thing I can think of because you literally get like whole chapters dedicated to a character. But it's not a full anthology kind of thing where just literally these stories almost seem completely separate. And like a lot of the characters other than one um, don't even know each other and never will. Like Timothy Chalamet's character doesn't see Saoirse Ronan's character um, who's there talking to a child who's been kidnapped. <laughs> like it's they're, they're not at all going to see each other exist in the same space. Um, but I think for the most part, it is utilized well. You do kind of lose. So my favorite thing, and as of right now, uh, again, till we get through this whole series, um, my favorite Wes Anderson film has always been Royal Tenenbaums. And that is because the emotionality of that film and just how close Wes takes you into these characters' lives and their family dynamic and their trauma and how they get through all that it just gives you like a front row seat to so many emotions so many different things to just experience and this one does feel a bit more formatted to not necessarily purposely take you out of it like but you're definitely not going to feel as many things watching this film and not get as attached to these characters here Uh, I don't think anyone is crying over Bill Murray
1: right 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 watching obviously there are some in the movie And I think the big player there is just because it is in that magazine format or whatever. And all the stories that we're getting here are just from the perspective of the reporter, you Mm -hmm. know, of the journalist. Um, So, like, we don't get those, like intro personal type situations where like chalabay's there just like contemplating on what he needs to do next and stuff yeah. because we're just getting the perspective of that journalist. Mm-hmm. So it does take you out of it a little bit. Um as far as like that emotional depth that we usually get with yeah. him for sure. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah agreed uh, What do you think of Tilda Swinton's character?
1: amazing
0: she's great She's oh so my good.
1: goodness oh this man. might be her goofiest oh, role <laughs> yeah sorry wrong slide that was a picture of me i'm so sorry and then she just carries on like whatever bro Yeah, man. She just does her and now and now it's time for my drink and she, she squats just...
0: behind the fucking podium it's so good it's so good dude
1: yes she's amazing she's yeah. amazing and the way even the way she like she made her like mouth for it to have like almost like a buck tooth, like, yeah, like list yeah, type yeah. situation. Like, bro, she is just a chameleon. She's amazing. She can just dive into like any role and crush it. It's amazing <laughs> watching yeah. her work like every time.
0: Absolutely, man. She, she definitely um, was somebody I remembered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, She's like, <laughs> when he threw me into a locker, and tried to have sex with me, and all this oh, stuff. Oh God! Like, she says oh so my matter of factly,
0: it so just matter-of-factly. Right, right. Yeah, uh, he was
1: indeed a psychopath. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> but uh, um, what were you?
1: Gonna one say? story that I, I think I liked the uh the Robuck Robuck Wright story a little bit more than you did. Okay. Um, the uh the one with the on food. You know, it's supposed yeah, to be about Jeffrey, food. Uh, and then the kid, yeah, and then he, he writes try. about all of this other stuff. But that whole um the typographic memory thing, like as soon as he said that, like, I was like, oh, this is going to be good. And I love when he takes the little breaks from telling the story and goes back to it and remembers his bookmarks and stuff like, yeah. he <laughs> do you remember really where good. you bookmarked it? Yeah, <laughs> Of course yeah. I do, you silly goose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think a huge part of it too is just having him narrate, though, because Jeffrey Wright has He's to have one of the best voices in yeah. the game, dude. Like straight up. Did you? Because
0: yeah. we saw a part. Did you see Asteroid City at Alamo Drafthouse or somewhere else?
1: I, I saw it at a Regal. Oh wow. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. At the it, it was so strange, man. Like the the theater that I went to all the time when I was like a teenager. Yeah. yeah? Um, and going back there, it was like nostalgia so many things are different the pay phones are gone you know what i mean like... we're looking
0: at it like wes anderson was looking at journalism in this movie
1: and those um, old ass chairs is very vintage in there so <laughs> it, it almost felt appropriate for watching but, uh, a wes anderson movie
0: for the because i saw it in the draft house um jeffrey wright recorded a special intro for the movie
1: oh beautiful yeah telling people to shut up
0: yes <laughs>
1: nice oh my god yeah what a great choice for that
0: it is, it is. And his, yeah, his right. voice is obviously wonderful. It's very. Was it funny? It was. It was pretty funny. Yeah.
1: I love when Alamo Draft House does that shit, man. I do too. I do too. I, whoever, I love Alamo Drafthouse. Whoever Draft
0: decided, because I know it wasn't your call, you never choose to go to Regal. Um, I won't name names here, but whoever chose that, you might want to have a talk with them.
1: I forgot to buy the tickets ahead of time.
0: Nope, it's still on here.
1: And then that oh. was the only, a lot of people went to see Asteroid City, man. That's I tell good. you. that's cool. uh, More than I expected, actually.
0: Well, Sanderson's a household name,
1: I'd say. No, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, But everything was sold out, everything. Mm -hmm. And um, that's the one theater that I could find a showtime for within our, like, schedule, so i already yeah. texted
0: her to i hope that she dies so i don't know i don't know man i'm just gonna and hey to
1: regal them. if you're listening nothing against you sponsor us <laughs> but you know just i used to
0: that used to be i used to regularly go to the quarry for movies because it was the closest yeah. movie theater.
1: and and for a while like that was like the top scale stuff and but everybody since then has just renovated or innovated and it's amazing yeah there. you got Apparently, some really good options used to be bad
0: but since I moved, they moved. Since I moved here, they apparently renovated it.
1: Oh yeah, it used yeah, to there be were terrible. and stuff. Absolutely. Oh man, so, oh, man those <laughs> loud ass recliners.
0: <laughs> hey man, because kids keep playing with them, and Justin sucks. That's uh, what it is. <laughs> and Justin. <laughs> yeah, man, he's a monster. Um, but so they do. So at the beginning of this movie, um, the reason why Bill Murray's character, the editor in chief, is looking over all these stories. Is because they need to decide what's gonna go in the magazine, what story is gonna be cut. Ernest, which story would you cut?
1: Out of oh, and then he says, fuck it, we're gonna give all of them everything they want, right?
0: Yes. But which one um,
1: the cycling reporter. No nah. <laughs> you want me to pick one of the other ones, I imagine. Oh,
0: you can if that's the if that's the one yeah, I'd pick the other one. That's fair. I'm well, gonna try to be I a-
1: mean <laughs> I mean, here's the thing is like um it takes place in ennui, right? Which is yeah. like a a um a fictional city in France. Yeah. And that is made for you to um, you know, get a quick tour, get the feel like, okay, fictional city in France, got yeah. it.
0: And then know? it's like, oh, we're here, we're it's lived in, we're great.
1: And it may have been, I'm so glad we got Owen Wilson. And it was um it was funny, you know.
0: Oh um, dude, when it, I, when he fucking bailed on the fucking bike, I was like, oh. <laughs> when he falls into like yeah, the yeah, fucking
1: subway yeah. or whatever, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, and the kids jump him and shit. You it's know, great. it's great, bro. <laughs> it's great for the short amount of time on there, but this could have been any city in France. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So, like, because there's only so much detail. Like, it didn't necessarily need to be in a fictional city at all um so i would cut that one but that's more a movie note than a magazine
0: note almost yeah
1: you know um to pick another one okay (laughs) i know you wanted another one (laughs) um i'm gonna say damn i feel bad to do it because now looking at them i like them all a lot um revisions of a manifesto
0: is that the second one I mean, the, is that that's uh, Charlemagne? Yeah, oh, sorry, Paul Atreides. Um, yes, but, yeah. yes,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but even that one was great. I I liked it a lot, man. Like all of these stories, I liked individually. Yeah, you know, um, one of the things that really brought it around for me with um, with the food piece, you know, with Roebuck, I just yeah. love that name, first of all. <laughs> but um, the conversation that he has with Steve Park at the end. Uh-huh. Um, where he's like, um the radishes, you know, they had this flavor, like the poison gave them this flavor and it was all of these different things and it was a like a new one for me, and that's so rare like in in this age for me. It's yeah. so rare for me to find something new. And they just have a quick conversation about both being foreigners. And he's like, maybe we find what we were looking for that eluded us from um, the places that we call home. And I was just like, oh, man, like it, that, that line right there just gave me like more to think about than anything else in the movie. You know, because oh, a lot of it just felt very straightforward, even though I mean, there's definitely like, you know, existential things and questions about art and all of these sorts of things throughout the movie. But I think that was the thing that was most profound to me that stuck with me the most. So I wouldn't want to cut it.
0: Okay. Let me bring up this note here and I'm sorry. Um, So I think what I have here listed for that last portion is I think it's one of the worst things Wes Anderson's ever written. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I am. I am a fucking with (laughs) you.
1: Okay. I was like, Oh man, we see very different on that view.
0: <laughs> now. Um, I think the fact that, and we've talked about, I can't think of a better word for it than just a playlist. Um, the playlist aspect of many things, like if you're getting multiple stories, the the order in which you tell them is important. Um, oh yeah. I think it being at the end may have warranted me just not being as attached to it. And I also, and this is, and, we, and is we that know, the one that you would cut? Yes. Okay. Um, because Jeffrey Wright's also just a bad actor. Again, joking. Oh
1: goodness, <laughs> goodness, man! He was going to come on the show next week. I had a surprise for you. Now he canceled. He just texted me.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! He's listening live. <laughs> he's listening. That, that means he's acting to the computers. Oh god. Um, but I, um, I did. I really, and because I love animation, I did not like the animated car scene. Oh,
1: you you didn't like the uh, the, the comic strip trips. portions of it.
0: Oh, and no, I'm talking about that one because there there are a couple, oh. but the car chase la- is like the longest lasting one, because um, the other <laughs> ones are like short and whatnot. But the car chase lasts like a couple of minutes, and I I, I was not a fan.
1: I love when the air balloon rises into the sky. Oh, it was great because it's, it's, it's just beautiful. how they it's how they
0: picture they got away. It's was great. Um, but I was
1: I was cracking up at the uh, at the car chase, man. It's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. But um. But. That's cool, man. That's cool that you hate wonderful stuff. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Please don't attack me. I met your
0: son. (laughs) And the fact that you say he's wonderful makes me question if you even know what wonderful is. See? See?
1: I knew he was going (laughs) to (laughs) attack.
0: But overall, I do think this is good. Um, I'm very curious to go back to Isle of Dogs next week Um, because I've only seen that one. I saw it when it came out in theaters. haven't seen it since. Um, I remember liking it. I don't remember like being anything like I love it or anything like that, but there's always an aspect of love for me when I watch stop motion, anything. Um, then again, that's obviously more in the craft than necessarily the story, but we will, I'm, I'm very curious to see where that's going to land for me. And I believe that's the first time watch for you. Correct.
1: Correct. Okay. Correct. So that'll, Have that'll you ever be. seen any stop motion stuff you didn't like?
0: Um, That's like a full feature film. Um Yeah nightmare before i'm just kidding uh so i don't not that i can think of but i also might just be like remembering things fondly at the moment
1: yeah yeah and because i'm trying to like list them in my head and it's difficult i was gonna but, say
0: james um, of the giant peach but i was like nah, man i love that movie <laughs> <laughs> um, um fantastic um, just because so much dogs.
1: so much work goes into that stuff yeah
0: you know? dude and, so, okay and it's I hard actually to not one. appreciate it so i'm not a huge fan and bear in mind, I love like I love like a studios and I even own this movie. I'm not a huge fan of box trolls.
1: Oh, OK. I liked it a lot.
0: <laughs> and see, I like it. I do. Yeah. Like it. Yeah. But like, if I was to be like, what is there like a stop motion one that I'm just not super high on? Like um, if we
1: were doing a magazine on all of the <laughs> stop motion things, which one would you cut? It would be that one. Yes. Okay.
0: Especially at right. of And Because I know you haven't seen Kubo and the Two Strings, but that one's right. Right. fantastic. Love Coraline. Love me some Paranorman. Um, oh, and to be fair. So I've heard a lot of mi- mixed things on mi- The Missing Link, and I have not seen that. So uh, Ma- okay. maybe that would have been. I don't know. Bigfoot uh,
1: stories always—it's really hit or miss, man.
0: <laughs> oh, that's I right. I forgot that's what it, is, is, that's what it is. But I mean, Zach Galifianakis is—I don't know. I I need Zach Galifianakis watch is great. I do yeah. need to watch it. Um, I just I just didn't. I I didn't outright I, like refuse to see it. But hey, man. But I love stop motion. Isle of Dogs was very positive for me when I saw it. I'm stoked to hear your thoughts on it. Your first time to check it out, and yeah. regardless of what you, we think of the movie, we're both big dog fans. I'll let the let the pe- let the people know that right now. Um, but I'm also
1: see- I'm I'm doing my best to go into these movies, even the ones that I have seen before, like just fresh. You know what I mean. So so we'll see as we continue. I'm just gonna try to like go in blank slate and. Not just automatically put Grand Bud- Budapest as uh, my favorite. So
0: that's fair. We'll see. That's yeah. completely fair. Um, because I, I, it's hard for me to say I'm going in with anything with the Blink slight, because most of these movies I've seen multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, again, which is why I'm Isle of Dogs is one of the few that I've only seen once, and then I've never seen his first film, Bottle Rocket, which is going to be like a fun cap at the end of this. So, um, <laughs> but uh. Which started out as a short film that him, Wes Anderson, and um, Owen Wilson turned in for a, rep- a, a class at UT. And then they made a full feature after they dropped out. <laughs> so, hey, man. Um,
1: dude. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do it on your own, baby.
0: Yeah, dude. Whether yeah. you're, yeah, man. I, and I, I'm enjoying the series. So obviously we're only two movies in. But um, I'm very excited because I haven't seen Grand Budapest in a minute
1: me yeah. too man like and all of the movies that i have had exposure to it's been uh-huh. limited you know i've yeah. only seen grand budapest twice maybe. yeah so
0: i because i own the criterion version of um, royal tenenbaums i show, show that up. to like people like almost every year i'm like well hold on have you seen royal tenenbaums and whether they say <laughs> they haven't or whether they're like i saw it a long time ago i'll be like hold on come here come here come here let me show you gene hackman let's go and it's (laughs) it's a whole thing it's a whole thing it's wonderful um but this movie um is great i okay so i would say it's good that i was being overly overly there um not every single piece necessarily blends together like perfectly for me um especially when you think about like because obviously we do have some whether you're going in blank slate or not, you do have an idea of other things you're going to be watching. And when you see his where his craft is before this, it's like you're, you're kind of picking which era of Anderson you like the most. Because there are different like this is definitely ma- the mature era of Anderson um, with this in Asteroid City. And I I'm like very much looking forward to traveling back in time and just seeing him as a little baby, baby Texas boy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but Ernest, can you give me some final thoughts on? French Dispatch.
1: Yeah, man. Uh, Again, I I think that through all of the things that I liked here, the thing that I liked the most is the concept still, which kind of goes against the flow of what most people feel about this movie from what I understand. (laughs) Like, um, I, I love that it was just that, like, magazine personified, and he, like, really stuck to that. And I get, like, that's why... You know, none of these stories really stick together because it is all like separate sections of a magazine. That's my favorite part. Um, Again, I I love all the performances here. You can't take away from any of them, really. Um, And it's it's like cinematography wise, like he fucking kills it. It's amazing. It's so pretty. Um, But yeah, a, a lot to like about this movie um some things especially like if you're looking for just that classic wes anderson you know i i see how you're let down by this for sure mm-hmm. um but yeah man um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it for what it was
0: okay yeah. um i would definitely say to echo off of what you were just saying um this is probably like the standout from his like at least most recent films because it's definitely very different Where. Um, it's just it's just a different type of tone that he's going for and i can i fully respect that because i did i was just talking about how some people have that complaint about how he just does the same thing over and over again not necessarily mm-hmm. story wise but visually and there there is a blend of black and white with those with those wonderful colors we know him to always throw in there right. and i i respect the guy for doing some new stuff um and again as of right now i don't to my to my memory and i could be wrong who knows it can go one way or the other i don't think he has a bad movie uh granted i have not seen bottle rocket but i've never heard a single bad thing about his first film and it obviously sparked (laughs) a career um but this one was good i did enjoy it i'm happy to have it scratched off my bucket list anytime you can bring that ever-growing list down even an inch it's it's a wonderful moment because it's huge it is it is but with that, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get into some gaming news. And we're back <laughs> on the gaming side of things. Um, if you're wondering why we're laughing, you know what? If you catch Ernest outside of the recording, you you ask him why we're laughing. So to go you into a couple of things. have
1: something to sip on, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, when people ask if you're ready and you say you are, that usually means, you, I don't know, you're ready. Um, yeah. But... Yeah. I thought I was. <laughs> we've been oh oh my god oh my god okay um so going on into gaming i'm trying so hard not to say it but you're making it so difficult (laughs) fuck it you're fired um (laughs)
1: but it would be it would be a shame if i wasn't
0: (laughs) okay so before so the big thing to go over this week is the annapurna showcase um that is the primary thing we're gonna be talking about but i do have a couple of news tidbits that we can go over but before we even get into that, you may have heard us say that we're not just covering the Annapurna Showcase last week. Um, so Bandai Namco announced they we were having a showcase as well air quotes showcase. Um, and I thought it was so weird that I didn't see IGN, Game Informer, anybody covering it, Gamespot. Nobody. Um, and I was like, oh man, we're gonna get the first scoop. There's nothing to scoop. Um, they had some <laughs> stuff to talk about. It was is it's really just a. Essentially, like they're and it was an anime anime expo, anime convention. It was just a convention panel. Yeah. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, they still have cool stuff. So hopefully we get cool stuff later. But regardless, moving right on. So Dragon Quest 12, something I've been very excited for. Um, is still in development. Supposedly, the reason it's still in development because it was announced like three years ago. Um, they're struggling to land the tone of the game that they're trying to go for they are trying to make this game geared more towards adults with a more mature setting um obviously than past entries but if you've even seen a glimpse of final fantasy 16 you will understand uh it's a cool thing that they're doing right yeah man
1: yeah yeah i I think um that these rpg franchises that we all grew up with like they've done a good job of keeping up with their audience you know um very often we get franchises that are like we make games for kids and then Mm -hmm. they just keep making games for kids forever Mm -hmm. um but like look at final fantasy for instance like they know their audience they know that they're not marketing to um you know 11 year olds on on battle Royals and stuff like this. Um, yeah. <laughs> they know, like they know that they're marketing to adults here and mm. the story that they've given us in final fantasy 16 is just, it's very adult. It, it is, is, but it works like really, really well. It is a very good story. Um, as and, far as
0: where you're at anyway, go on.
1: Definitely. Um, and it like, um it, it's not just there for the sake of like being edgy, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I appreciate. It drag- lends itself cool. to the tone. Um, yeah, yeah. They're just not. They're not throwing in a couple fucks and shits. <laughs> they're so. so they, like, um, it's it's all like, it feels organic to the story, mm-hmm. and I see how that can be difficult, especially when the stories that you have been telling, um, you know, have been more family friendly yeah stuff like that so yeah. um yeah doing something new is always scary you for know sure. for it, sure. it is a normal human reaction to be nervous about anything new so for them taking their time here i think it's a really good thing
0: absolutely i, I definitely agree with that um, and
1: yeah. if anything it probably has me more interested to play the game when it does come out
0: oh no, that's fair yeah. um it, I, it is definitely something because obviously when they announced this game three years ago i had just come off of Beating my first Dragon Quest, which was Dragon Quest 11, and um, I, I was very excited to see where I can go going forward. And we didn't know anything about what Dragon Quest 12 was going to be, so this is though they're announcing like it's still going to take a while, it is cool to at least get some kind of update on a tone you can expect, which is which is pretty interesting. And because
1: uh, that last one was so pretty, too, oh, it's like, gorgeous. It kind of had like it, yeah. um. Uh, it kept some of the the style of the ones from before but mm-hmm. it was definitely updated so i'm curious to see what next gen stuff they're going to put out <laughs> yeah for sure.
0: they definitely keep yeah. that um because akira toriyama artist for dragon ball he does the character designs and the monster designs um and i imagine they're going to al- always keep that i don't that'd be weird to change but yeah it, it, there's definitely a way to just utilize that in your world <laughs> and make it beautiful yeah um but going forward And we're not going to get too much into the law aspect of the case that's going on. Because I do not know enough to really comment on it. But a couple of updates. Bird law. (laughs) All right, Damien, come on the show. Um, But a couple of (laughs) updates from the latest um, current trial going on between the FTC and uh, Microsoft. Obviously, regarding the Blizzard-Microsoft buyout. Uh, We have gotten information regarding Elder Scrolls 6. It is five plus years away um from Todd Howard's own mouth the 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 creative director from Bethesda who Skyrim uh, I, I, all Elder Scrolls games other than ESO uh, they, they do have a different team doing the online stuff but I don't think that's a big surprise we're, we're just now about to get Starfield they've been working on Starfield for quite some time um so that time frame I think I think that i mean it makes all the sense and people we haven't even gotten our gotten hands on starfield yet i think it's going to hold us over plenty between now and then um fuck people still play skyrim um we love you skyrim grandma you if you see yeah. if you hear us you sponsor us um <laughs> hey she is that is the sweet like one of those sweet, sweet sweet wonderful gaming stories i just love
1: absolutely it absolutely.
0: is it is incredible um oh man i wonder because when they did the starfield showcase there's an npc called grandma that you can find in space i wonder if it's related to that
1: uh, i've been wondering if you can like board her and take her shit
0: oh god oh god because she <laughs> offers you things when you see because you can already tell yeah. she's oh man but yeah. to give the players freedom you don't know <laughs> um oh, my heart's out for that digital grandmother but so another thing that people are discussing so obviously bethesda is currently owned by um microsoft and they People have been wondering if Skyrim Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be on cross-platform like the last one was. And th- again, it has not been said if it's going to go one way or the other, but they, all that was said in the trial was it's so far out. They have not looked at that the prospects of that yet. But with how PlayStation's fighting so hard to try to kill this, this, this buyout of Activision Blizzard, man, I would not blame Microsoft for playing the petty card, (laughs) just keeping it on Xbox. (laughs)
1: Um, Xbox, Xbox does seem like the more friendly side of this. Uh, They just want, like, they want everybody to have like accessibility to games pretty much. It's like the vibe that I'm getting from the green side, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like like, on the on the surface level because that's as deep as i can go same it it does just seem so hypocritical of playstation to be playing this card you know what i mean yeah um because like i'm sure xbox folks who want to get hands-on god of war you know Mm -hmm. what i mean on the last of us and stuff like this like that we have huge huge franchises franchises over on the blue side and um to be like no you can't have one of the best things all to yourself like how many of the best things do we have over on this side you know exactly um exactly. and then there's and then there's us the gamers that are stuck in the middle that are like man i don't want to buy a new piece of hardware when i just spent <laughs> half a thousand dollars on one piece you know very understandable to, just to be able to play this one game mm-hmm. um so it's uh I, I don't know man i i don't know who wins and who loses here yeah know? um i feel like it's us i feel like we're the ones that lose the consumers
0: yeah so yeah and it, it it's the whole exclusivity thing obviously we we don't want we would love it if everything was on everything um but if you look at the switch alone not everything can play on everything um but there's also, there's definitely like the business side of things with exclusives and whatnot. And Xbox has said, well, specifically um, Phil Spencer, head of Xbox um, has said like, he he wants to get to a point where they do not deal in exclusives that they don't even need exclusives. Um, they don't even want a console. So yeah, it's almost like, because given the circumstances, the circumstances that they're currently in and because we are talking about them as like the good guys here uh, and there's only again so much we can talk about and the 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 level of detail that's probably behind closed doors. Um we, we will never know. I, I have no clue. Um I haven't seen I'm Phil in like two weeks. Research. Yeah, like and even that, like just because like these are all people putting their business face on for these proceedings, and yeah. you know, you know, I mean it's we've like all it's watched the courtroom drama. Too. Yeah, We've watched yeah, porn yeah. and drama. There's some shit going on behind. We'll get Stabler and Benson on it. It'll be dun-dun. Um, but uh, <laughs> I it, it, we're kind of getting to the point where Microsoft is like if they decide to do certain things as exclusives, it's like a forced thing. So another thing I have listed here, Starfield was almost going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Um, Because And not too much is known about this, but there there was there was discussion of it. This was obviously before Bethesda was bought out, and it's kind of like the biggest flex of like, okay, well, if you're gonna play that card, I'm just gonna buy buy the fucking company, (laughs) and now they get to keep it. And I'm like, man, if if that's the reasoning behind it, first of all, they're they're a very powerful company, which shouldn't be a surprise. Yes, Microsoft.
1: Exactly. They're not just gaming consoles. Game since forever. Yeah.
0: Bill Bill Gates, we we know we we know we know this this company very well, and it's it's just kind of like that funny thing of like okay if you're gonna do that well I'm just gonna take the whole fucking I'm gonna take the whole thing, which I mean
1: <laughs> Sony isn't necessarily just gaming consoles either, but because um, they make I think they're like refrigerators or something too, but
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe I'm thinking of Mitsubishi.
0: Um, there's definitely you're not wrong. Sony is definitely multiple different things um but they're just not on obviously the same level of finance as microsoft um because they've been like number one in the game of computers for forever but um it's just a funny thing like just be like they that there were talks about making this certain thing an exclusive for playstation xbox players wouldn't even gotten a chance to play it um we don't talk about this a lot, but anything that you can play on xbox you can play on pc that is that is the guarantee from them and so that's pc players not getting to play it either and um it's just funny (laughs) it's just (laughs) like okay i'm gonna take all of it yeah fuck Uh, it oh
1: really yoink bitch (laughs) (laughs) you
0: took you took the last cheese pizza i'm gonna buy the i'm gonna buy the pizza hut it's mine you can't have any (laughs) more pizza um but that that is to say it's it's just a very interesting back and forth um apparently the current proceedings are supposed to we're supposed to hear the 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 final comments and the where all that's going later this week um but that is to say there's other this isn't the end of everything which i originally thought it was there's apparently another um another trial down the line i think it's in august and it's it's just a lot of red tape to get through um, to, to buy this company um, um yeah, yeah yeah but the last thing i have here from the proceedings is so it has been identified that both playstation and xbox have been eyeing because obviously when you release your newest hardware what's the first thing you're going to do think about where you're going next um so next gen consoles are being eyed for a 2028 release date and of course that means they're being looked at um right now i imagine it's just in the concept art phase trying to be like how do we make this better how do we make this work can we make this work yada 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 um but it's interesting to see that and it also i love knowing that i have a long time of not having to buy new hardware So, Absolutely. It just feels good. Yeah. It feels good. Um, it makes me
1: feel like I'm gonna get an Xbox eventually. <laughs> hey, I, I, <laughs> you feel I feel yeah. I so. feel yeah. Um,
0: but uh in case they're listening, um Nintendo, you, you don't you can't wait till 2028. You're you're not part of that group. <laughs> um Agreed. you heard my <laughs> Oh, we yeah, yeah. And it's very warranted. Um but uh but yeah that's all i got from that that's just some notable updates from the last week but let's go ahead and get into the annapurna showcase we are big fans of indies huge fans of annapurna um i feel like i've said up to you before if we haven't i feel like it's been something ah it's been in my head it's like all right like we love a24 with movies we love annapurna with games like they're they're very much a prestige indie developer granted um and we're gonna get into this they don't usually develop their own games they they help out essentially smaller developers smaller um studios and help those get published and sent out to places
1: which again um, is very much like A24
0: very true but <laughs> yeah. i mean A24 has been around a little longer and now they do have their own thing um as well as still acquiring other rights but um, one
1: last one last similarity i'd like to draw to is that with both companies very often do we get some of the most like thought provoking type shit you for sure i mean
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah um stories yeah, are very much at the forefront mm-hmm. yeah and like a lot of the time you'll feel, see like gameplay just really tying into whatever the story is you're being told and it just immerses you that much further into it's it It's a beautiful
1: thing when it happens man it, it is. really is yeah
0: and i my first note on this showcase is i love the little highlight reel at the beginning
1: <laughs> yeah dude yeah using was... the um what's it called thirsty suitors yeah um music which is Uh just oh dude all of that to to that theme was just amazing it was great got me very in the mood
0: (laughs) (laughs) and he's not even talking about the showcase um but But, um oh god damn it (laughs) what'd you say about brick no i'm just kidding um (laughs) 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 so the first announcement um (laughs) Was It was being provided an update on a title called Lorelei and the Laser Eyes. It is a patterns, puzzles, and maze type of platforming game, I guess. It's it's kind of hard to decipher.
1: Do you remember the maze? Very do you memorable. remember the maze?
0: Do they say that in the thing?
1: Do you remember the maze? That's yeah, right, because that's over, the thing that repeats over
0: and over and over. And over. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. i should have watched the trailer again before this this was Dude, last what a week
1: creepy what a creepy fucking trailer bro that and shit the, was
0: and well, that's what i'm interested in <laughs>
1: yeah yeah absolutely like okay i get it it's gonna be a puzzle game like you don't even have to show it to me like it's gonna be a puzzle game yeah. and it's going to be like a fucking a mind fuck. yeah apparently it looks yeah. like
0: it looks like it but it looks it looks so interesting and um This one is going to be coming um, at first to Switch and PC exclusively. I I imagine most of these will make their way to broader releases at a later Mm -hmm. date, but it it looks cool. I'm definitely, I'm definitely intrigued. It it sounds like you are too.
1: Oh yeah. I'm going to have my laser eyes out for it for sure. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Ah, I don't know, man. I feel like I got (laughs) to bundle up in a cocoon. Um, (laughs) So our next time (laughs) here is cocoon um this is from the makers of a very well-known game uh, called inside and also limbo um this is the most so the title was released i think it was last year but this is the like the most like gameplay and stuff we've seen for it and like i i got dizzy like a little bit (laughs) it's just like the it's a very much aspects just switching around what's up we
1: we had actually got like a gameplay breakdown in a showcase not too long ago i can't tell you which one it is yeah because um they talk about how you're in one world trying to um solve a puzzle and you can like leave that dimension that you're in and you're suddenly on the outside of like a little globe that holds that dimension and then you you can use that globe to solve puzzles along the way Mm. and um and then like go back into that world to pull out a different world and help it in this different puzzle on this like fourth layer it's it's uh yeah yeah there's a lot of depth to, to the gameplay here and the worlds that you're playing
0: in i'm, I'm dizzy again like I can jump a, that between was a lot dimensions <laughs> and stuff yeah
1: dude yeah it, it's a really crazy fucking concept it is for sure oh, so for imagine... just a little bit of gameplay to make you <laughs> yeah. turn your head around that's that's a big one yeah
0: and did you ever touch inside or limbo
1: uh limbo i did um i heard but i've heard that inside it's like a lot of people's like favorite game
0: yeah ashley loves um
1: yeah yeah like it's very well done
0: um it's and so i was listening to an interview about somebody who so at the at one of the things it might have been summer summer gaming fest or whatever uh, key listing thing was mm. that um, obviously they have games you can demo if you're there and you can play a little bit of it um, I was I was listening to an interview about somebody who got hands on with this because they had a demo there and, um, and it's supposedly very much in the vein of like Limbo and um, Inside in that it kind of just throws you in and it's like you're going to get the story as you go because um, mm. like Limbo uh, I, I've touched Inside and very much you just load in <laughs> and you're controlling a character who's seemingly running from something you get more information about what you're running from as you're going and obviously when you get to the end as you get to the end you just uncover more and more about the world that you're inhabiting um so it seems like it's going to be a lot more like that so i imagine we're not going to know a lot about the story until we get hands-on which is cool i think that's a cool thing. which
1: if you're planning on getting hands-on that's september 29th yeah that is and it's going
0: to be on all platforms yeah
1: but um, yeah, it, it's one that uh, whenever it ends up in my hands, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. That depth with the gameplay only leads me to believe that there's going to be some depth with the story once you uncover it, too.
0: So bet, Yeah, absolutely. Um, this next one, I'm so, so I'm going to say outright, it's only coming to PC um i really wanted to come to others because i think it's it's amazing it's <laughs> I, was, I was like oh my god um it is uh what is the f- lushful photography sim and oh my god it's literally just taking pictures and shit but it's it, it's gorgeous it's almost,
1: it's almost how i freaked out on the flight simulator
0: i was gonna say because it's just so based in realism yeah um, man yeah but it's gorgeous get-
1: that level of realism in Mm -hmm. anything even if it is just you going around taking pictures you know like there's if you're a photographer especially i feel like this hits close or if you ever like thought about being one you Mm -hmm. know like it's just i it's great that we have these sims out here bro for sure like life is storytelling but you know these simulations play a huge part in gaming and um just like accessibility for people that don't get to travel to like a fucking mountain on a lake or whatever you know (laughs) or like if you can't
0: afford the highest end camera um but it is it looks gorgeous it looks super super cool and i obviously this isn't even out yet um yeah when it does come out and i would love to meet the developer because they should release a uh, pokemon snap addition to it um oh goodness be, that'd be amazing i, I would yeah. lose my shit but still keep the key still keep the realism that'd be so badass um but no Scary. it was just it was beautiful it was beautiful i loved it um we did so we can't really touch too much on these games but we got to get to know some developers got to get got to see the yeah. lives of some of these people um hear their stories and whatnot um which is very cool you don't get a lot of that um with these showcases like and obviously annapurna is definitely lower to the ground it's more independent with these um smaller studios smaller games but it's it's very cool to get some stories like this
1: and it really says a lot about the company and Mm -hmm. how they care for the people that make games for them because um because i mean where else do we get that in-depth look with the developer the way that we do here um even in situations where they do something similar like in um i've seen ubisoft do it a little bit yeah um where you get a little bit of time with the developer and stuff but the majority of the time they're just like you know so i'm doing this with the game <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. we got very like personal looks at these developers that they decided to give a give us a look at mm-hmm. and um yeah, man, like they're super like endearing stories and stuff. I enjoyed watching it. Like I didn't not enjoy that break from the games, even though that's what I was there for. You yeah. Know? I was like, oh, like dude, that's super sweet.
0: That is super <laughs> sweet. And like yeah. you, you get like, obviously these little segments, you, you get very little about the games these people are making. But they they provide so much. You're like watching a little documentary about these people <laughs> that you didn't know like like existed, and it's it's awesome. It's such a cool little detail to throw in here, and it does show that care for those devs because devs are people, and devs get a lot of hate because gaming people are very opinionated. Uh, man, okay. I anybody who's seen Project Red, I feel bad for you. But <laughs> just...
1: And like these indie games too, like so much stress goes on to like these small teams, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, I remember watching the super meat boy um, documentary and um, like now that's like a franchise that people know the name of and stuff, but um, yeah, it was them releasing their first game. Like, and and I think it was like on Xbox um, and they were afraid that it wasn't going to sell any. And if they didn't sell enough, then it was going to be like the end of their dreams and all this stuff. And then, Mm -hmm. I mean, it took off and it's like, So just to know stuff like that is going on behind the scenes, like it really makes you feel for these folks and like appreciate the beautiful fucking art that they're giving us for sure.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, What did you think of to a T?
1: Dude, what an interesting concept. That is very interesting. (laughs) Goodness. Um, And I, I think the main thing that we're going, that they're going for here, because what it is, is like, it's like a sim where like a sim rpg type situation where you're a boy who is shaped like a t so like his just his arms are always yeah he's just
0: always standing like a t yep
1: right and um he's t posing but the the song that they put with the trailer it's is so good <laughs> i haven't um, listened here too it's so good yeah and just like the, the whole believe in yourself you're the perfect shape mm-hmm. thing like really kind of gives a hint as to what kind of story or like you'll be unraveling as you continue through the sim Mm -hmm. So um, for them to tackle that issue in that way, I think is really creative.
0: It is, it is. And like, obviously it's very, it's very on the nose, um, but it's such a sweet idea to try to convey in your story that it's beautiful. It doesn't, it doesn't matter how on the nose it is. It's it's so good.
1: And that's the great thing with these indies is that they can take that small amount of time to focus in on like one issue, you know, like, I, I mean, as far as indies go like there was one not too long ago that was supposedly really good that i didn't get hands on um whereas like kids like going through a war and stuff i think you got hands on it but I, i'm not remembering the name right now I but do but make- it's it's very like um they're able to tackle a lot of issues here without having this like drawn out triple a experience where if it did go on for too long like it might be too much, you know. Yeah. But these to get games to are usually like the good things, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Cause I mean, to a T looks like it's a 10 hour plat, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. less, you know, something like that. So like uh, yeah, these smaller games that are addressing issues like this where they're probably really fun to play at the same time. Like I, I think it's great, man.
0: Absolutely. And um this one will be on Game Pass. So looking forward to that. Mm. Um, and it's also coming to Game Pass PC as well. So next one I have up here. Um, we actually got a little bit with the developers and the game, uh, just not the same type of like documentary style. But um flock.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like <laughs> them playing the game.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they did right, it, right. it's a it's a two player, I believe they said you can also just play it as one. Um but you can, you collect birds collect things they're not necessarily birds they're like the games of creatures little
1: floating monsters yeah Yeah,
0: sure Sure, there you go there you go they refer
1: to them as creatures a lot I think that's the correct word yeah
0: that is absolutely um but like you you collect them i don't know if there's a limit to how many you can collect or like if you do anything else other than just collect them but i thought i thought this game looked great i I think it was very pretty and like the world was very just it's beautiful i thought it was very nice and then they did that sunset thing
1: it looks like a very cool like um like hangout game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like if, if you haven't talked to somebody in a while and you're looking to catch up but you can't meet up in person, we'll just hop on flock and collect <laughs> some little boys. some little some little bubbies and that just sounds, <laughs> and that have sounds better than little boys. Around. Uh but yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I had to switch switch it back up. I had a backpedal there for a second. But um, um yeah. yeah, man um it it seems chill but at at the same time it's, it, it seems it's like a very situational game i would have to be yeah. in a very specific mood to want to play flock as well that's right but but i end up in that mood sometimes so mm-hmm. it's great that is there
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah hey man um but moving on we do the next one i have here is ghost bike um what did you think of ghost bike Ernest?
1: So I love the, like that cell shaded art style, um, mm-hmm. that they have mm-hmm. it, it's, and I like the design of the bike that it has the, uh, the little skull, like yeah, the little, yeah. uh, like ghost skull on the front and stuff. Uh-huh. So like, I get where we're going here, but it really just lo- does look like a bike riding sim. Kind so of, I'm not yeah. sure, I'm not sure if there's more to it than that. And yeah. I feel like I would need to know that before I sign up for it
0: that's fair yeah. um I will say I, I really like the music they had playing during the trailer but i'm i'm, I'm right there with you I would need a little know a little bit more um luckily this one is also coming to game pass so I i mean it's definitely something I'd probably just download and try it out <laughs> so, like yeah, but, yeah. but just from what they showed us at face value um it it doesn't look like it's any form of like bad game. But yeah, there's just there's just not a whole lot of substance of what they did show us. But it's interesting. Ghost bike, <laughs> sure, why not? Um, but moving right along. So I'm gonna try to pronounce this. I, I think it's Mundan,
1: Mundan. Mundan is the way Mundan. I was thinking.
0: Okay, Mundan. Yeah. It is a hand penciled horror tale coming to PS5 and Xbox. And actually, it's not coming. It's already out. <laughs> it's it's currently out right now um i thought this looked awesome uh, any type of different art style especially when you're trying to do the whole hand-drawn thing i think looks looks great and it definitely looks like it's very interesting different approach to a horror game than what we've seen definitely that i've ever seen and yeah i'm very curious to try it out what about you
1: yeah and it has like those fps elements to it yeah it seems that um with the hand-drawn art style is just going to be bonkers, bro. Like, mm-hmm. it, it looks crazy. It looks crazy that all, <laughs> all of this was done because, I mean, we always talk about how we like the hand-drawn stuff here. Like, mm-hmm. we praised uh, Hades, like, up and down, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I can only feel like that like, side-scrolling or over-the-top view type game is a lot easier to do hand-drawn than any kind of, um, like, action game, you Uh know? And this one definitely seems like it has some action elements to it, so, like, in longer spans of time than just those little clips that we get in the trailer, I'd like to see some gameplay of this one. Okay. And see, like, just how smooth it is and stuff,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it looks interesting. It's already out, so I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, if you want to look up anything on it, I imagine it is out there. But moving right along, Bounty Star—it's like a half mech fighter, half bounty hunting village simulator. I think it's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> like
1: base builder. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And like you, like harvest, you, you plant your own vegetables and stuff, set up your own shop, go on bounty hunting excursions upgrade your Mac and all this stuff at the beginning of it. I was not super impressed. Um, but there's just, there's a lot more to it than I thought. And I, I definitely want to try this out.
1: Yeah. And it, cause it seems like there's a lot of focus on the story itself as well, because yeah. like they do break up the gameplay into those two aspects, like that base building and, um, like the third-person combat, I guess. Mm -hmm. Mech combat at that. Yeah, that is third-person combat. Mech combat is always cool. Um, But, um, well, sometimes it's the most clunky shit in the world, but this (laughs) shit, it looked pretty smooth, though. Um, But, yeah, one of the parts they really leaned into there was that you do have, like, a community around you and that, like, you're getting out of the army and try to, like, find yourself and stuff like this. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure that you get some really nice story along with that gameplay so i I, I think that's the part that draws me to it the most
0: okay okay um i definitely so a game i played a good bit last year um if i uh, if i can remember the name moon moonlighter i want to say it was something like that where you play where you run a shop and at night you close down your shop and you go dungeon crawling and what you I played like a little bit of that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I touched it. it's the, the idea of that um, economic system seems kind of like what they're going at here with like your bounty hunting and your mm-hmm. shop and just trying to balance out a life and figure out their purpose, your purpose while doing that. Um, I'm very interested in it. And if, if it all plays out just even like a little bit, what they were explaining to us. Uh, I'm all here for it. I'm all here for it. um but we were talking about exclusives and how PlayStation's really stingy with a lot of their stuff. but guess what? here's a cat. Let's give you a cat. oh, so <laughs> um stray and I love this tra- I love the trailer so much because they didn't make a whole cinematic just for this. It's great it is it is wonderful. <laughs> and like it's just a cat trying to knock over an Xbox controller <laughs> um.
1: Which, if you Xbox people are wondering, you do get to knock stuff off of counters.
0: In Don't this spoil game, it so. for them. Why would you? <laughs> why would you? Oh, my God. You I mean, know they want to. <laughs> you know no, but wanna. absolutely. Um, this is coming to Xbox. And it's so exciting. That's awesome. Um, it's a really good, despite what you may have heard me say towards the end of last year, um, it is a very good indie. Um, <laughs> I do. I do. That one trophy. I do love it. Oh, I was mad about that one trophy, but not even just that. Like it was, <laughs> I felt like it got a little too much prank, just because I was like, there's so many. there were so many good indies last year, but it's, we're not getting but, it. We're here to say good. But if
1: you look at the game on its own by itself, it is, you, you like it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I love it. I would okay. even say I loved it. If there's a trophy i didn't like but i still got that said trophy and platted it i loved it
1: (laughs) it's it's because you loved it yeah
0: yeah Yeah. um i and like i i do love things like i love those swings that are just very different and stray is a very different type of game like it is literally a cyberpunk cat post-apocalyptic game (laughs) It it it's, is
1: just very much its own thing, man. It is like it, it absolutely it's is tough to compare it to anything else that I've played.
0: Yeah. You know? No, same. Absolutely same. And um, and
1: we've said it before on the show, or I have. <laughs> sorry. Um, I think you have too, but just to find anything new in this, you know, day and age yeah, <laughs> is yeah, yeah is tough because so much has been done already. Absolutely. So.
0: And like not only to find something new, something new that has depth and like like it was made with love and this is definitely this is definitely that Um, That so i definitely urge xbox players to touch this game if you love cats go for it if you don't love cats well i don't know why you're listening to this podcast this is a pot this is a cat supported podcast i'm just kidding but we love dogs too we do love, we love cats we love dogs we love canaries but we um, love animals <laughs> we do we do we love but... the
1: little bubbies. sorry <laughs> i'll let you finish it's okay it's
0: okay <laughs> you're not wrong it's and that's why i was like it's fine we love animals um okay. but stray is very good and it, it is not very long um i know achievement hunting is a thing i i was gone too long for the xbox portion of that to just care about achievements but it should be, because the trophies are the same. Um, any Because like, anything I've looked at from PlayStation to Xbox, they just have the same thing you go for, whether it be trophy or achievement. And if you're an achievement hunter, this one's an easy one for you, I promise. And it's a really good game. I definitely yeah. recommend it. And it can't go up for best indie this year. So that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what can go up for best indie this year? I'm not saying it will. It just happened to be the segue. Um, Thirsty <laughs> Suitors. We finally have a date. <laughs> I'm so excited for this game. It yeah, is. Man. It is. It is so. I love because we did the demo. I feel like it was months ago. It was probably last yeah. year.
1: It was months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I think it was the beginning of this year. I want to say. Now that
0: you say that, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, but I, I know, I know, it's definitely higher in the demo than than you were. But like, no, neither one of us hated it, obviously. But it's coming out November 2nd and what I didn't know at the time of loving this demo that I do know now this game is coming to Game Pass and I am so happy that's <laughs> so awesome um but everything they showed here because they did show us a good bit more than the trailers we'd seen but prior um it's just more of that there's just a style to this that's definitely influenced by Scott Pilgrim um that I just love I absolutely love it uh what did you think of what they showed her? This time?
1: Oh man I hadn't even made that connection Scott pilgrim connection but um well i mean (laughs) i did make it with the with like the exes you know yeah but not with um the style that it's presented in yeah now i see it i see it but um yeah yeah um just getting to fight your ex i know it's a dream that a lot of people have that you don't necessarily get to live out all the time so you get to come in here and (laughs) take out some of your frustration on somebody else's exes it works out man Mm-hmm. Um, it's like one of those break rooms, you know.
0: I'm very excited, and beating it has the whole thing about exes. It also has to do with like familial trauma and having to like live up to certain expectations that maybe they're not yours. You don't, you shouldn't have to live up to certain expectations just because your parents right. to live want you to live a certain kind of life. And I think just from what they've shown in this trailer, just from the little bit of it you get in the demo, I think this game has done so good at just showing fans like transparently what you can expect. And I'm very excited.
1: Yeah, and it very much has its own style of um, like some classic RPG elements, but they make them very much their own in Mm -hmm. like those fights, like because there's like some dating sim elements added in with the fights like it's Mm. it's very interesting to see how this whole thing is going to play out but it looks like it gets deep man
0: yeah and i can't wait i'm so excited um
1: november 2nd
0: november 2nd coming to gamepad but i'm probably still going to be on fucking ah man spider-man's already going to be out starfield will have been out i don't i don't know what's going to go it'll be be there
1: for a while bud i know i know i know
0: um but moving right along to the final announcement of the night, something I don't think anybody would have expected. So Anna Pern is making not at all. this is gonna sound weird, like it's a weird sentence, but Anna Pern is making their first game. Like they the the studio themselves in-house are making their first game, not taking it from another like developer. Like you were saying, they
1: pretty much yeah, they pretty much like lift up other developers. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Here they're like, okay, we're gonna do this one. It's our we chance.
0: <laughs> and it's not it's not an original ip it's actually a pretty big ip that i would again not have expected them to be able to touch um we are getting blade runner 2033 labyrinth wow uh and Wild. again you see it's, it's it's just a cinematic trailer um but the trail like so the second it started little behind the scenes um about me blade runner is one of like that universe is one of my favorite sci-fi universes of all time i gonna um, catch up on it and i adore that first film and i adore the second one too um but
1: so you knew right away
0: the second they started showing buildings i literally was like blade runner question <laughs> mark um and then it kept going i was like oh huh, this seems like a moody sci-fi aesthetic no way <laughs> um and then you see the machine going up against the because it's a whole thing um to be able to test who's a replicant who's not and i was just like dude this is fucking blade runner and the fact that it's its own thing 2033 it will take place between the first blade runner and then blade runner 2079 um but oh man oh man i'm so excited i'm so excited i want to see gameplay um but I, I am very excited for this. What, and what because,
1: it? I, I mean, I, I didn't know what it was because yeah. I need to freshen up on my Blade Runner. But um, I, I know people fucking love it. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not in any position to be like, oh, it's not for me. Like, I need to give it a good go. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, once it came on the screen that it was Blade Runner, I was like, oh, yeah, there's exclamation yeah. <laughs> marks in my notes for sure. Um, and especially because um you know this fandom's never really got like any like huge games nope. right Mm-mm. like so my knowledge, um,
0: unless they have like some secret gym on the nintendo 64 <laughs> right right <laughs>
1: so um but yeah i i love the dark gritty look to it and it made so much sense once blade runner came on the screen like oh yeah dark and gritty is like the name of the game here baby yeah so um it, but it being with annapurna and the way that they've treated like we like this whole time we've praised how they've treated everything and how everything is done with care here mm-hmm. i can only believe that they're going to put out like a mad decent product i like, hope so yeah super fucking good bro like so and in-depth and heartfelt mm-hmm. and yeah yeah they're definitely going to put their heart into it and it's going to be interesting to see the product
0: absolutely um i do want to correct myself here i think i said 2079 um the sequel to blade runner is 2049 i think Fucking i'm always nerd, just bro. i think i'm just going to connect uh cyberpunk 2077 to everything i know take um, his nerd. nerd you bitch how dare you um but a big thing in blade runner um is going into like what makes a human human and whatnot and because mm-hmm. we have these things that are replicants which are sen- essentially like cybernetically developed individuals And like, we start seeing human behavior from them. And when we see it from them, they are like, there's something wrong with them. But identify them as, because this is my chance to talk about Blade Runner. I'm doing it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We we look at these other individuals who are simply just acting like us and calling them wrong for doing so. And then they decide, hey, that doesn't seem right. If we're all acting the same way, why are we automatically in the wrong? Um, And that's a very simplified version of it
1: hey does okay. does detroit take a lot from that
0: somewhat and to, yeah mm-hmm. i would say so because blade runner is based the first blade runner is based off of a book um i think it's called if robots can dream i mm-hmm. uh, don't don't quote me on that it's something around those lines and it does essentially go into like t- can technology dream can a man-made product pass as man and what happens when it does so i mean we see we see the aspect come again in matrix um it's it's definitely something in sci-fi but Blade Runner definitely did something very special with it, and then the fact that because legacy sequels can go one way or the other, but 2049, gold, and it's it's Denis Villeneuve, um, the French director for Dune. Um, but and, I, um, I'm very excited for this. What I,
1: I think the timing of this is perfect too, especially with all the controversy with AI and stuff. Like <laughs> very right true.
0: Very true. Right
1: now, it's just such a, a prominent thing in pop culture, or mm-hmm. just like the media that um I, I think capitalizing on a franchise like that right now is the best move man
0: that that is it absolutely is it's um, time for
1: detroit too baby
0: okay we can do better no, than i don't that. know i didn't play um, that whole game <laughs> i didn't play the whole first one, so. it is good oh uh, i do think it gets a little
1: i've always meant like, to go
0: back again with stray i think it gets a little bit more praise than necessarily it should get um but and it is a very good game, and I do I do enjoy games from like Quantic Dream, but I'd definitely say it's not their best. Because I, I I for one like I love Beyond Two Souls. Um, I was Indigo a huge of fan Prophecies. of Rain. Indigo Prophecy. There's their first oh, one, so very good. good. So... Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I want to say that's a French studio. That I'm thinking about it.
1: I think I might have lost my mind virginity. To uh, indigo. indigo? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was my that was one of my first mind fucks for sure. I
0: believe. Hey, I got into so I didn't know indigo prophecy existed until like after heavy rain came. Not heavy rain. Um, even later than that, the one I just said, beyond two souls. Um, because mm-hmm. I thought heavy rain was their first game, and I was like, oh man, what is this? I have never seen this, and they just ported it over to PS4. So I downloaded it and I played it, and I, it's great. I, I, it's great. You definitely see the beginnings of where this where these games go um but that is to say this this is set, first of all it's super interesting and i would love to hear exactly how they Anna Perna got the rights to pl- to make this game because <laughs> um, i'm fairly certain the rights are owned by warner brothers you know that
1: it had to be shopped around like yeah there were bids or something you know Yeah, but
0: and regardless of like how good this stuff we get from anapurna is like i mean it's still their indies (laughs) like how much money could they have to just get this so it's very interesting um i would love to think maybe they just sweeped the executives off their feet with their idea for the story um and yeah
1: that's that's what makes sense in my head yeah you know
0: yeah Yeah. um but i'm it's it's very exciting that this is going to be their their beginning of like their their first actual in-house game i can't wait to see more of it and again, one of my favorite sci-fi universes of all time. I just, I can't wait to see what they do with the, with the the subject material. And I'm not expecting it to fully connect, like hear about Deckard or anybody from the the other anywhere else, but, oh man, I, it's just such a cool universe and it's at, at its core, like there's like a, det- a good detective story there with a sci-fi setting and I, I eat that shit up. I eat that shit up. I eat it for breakfast. And it seems
1: like we're getting something along the same lines here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just does show. The, way the
1: narration was going.
0: Yeah. Cause it does look like somebody, cause you see that eye and it's like looking at the the rotating images. Um, that's how they test for replicants to see like, is this person human? Is this person reacting the right way to these certain things? Um, And there, there's just so much that like, I would have never thought of Annapurna making this. And I, I think, conceptually it actually makes all the sense it's like one of those things that like i never knew i needed it but guess what i do um so excited and happy for them because what a good what a cool start like yeah dude, man the it's blade runner game like it's it's,
1: it's not it's your not traditional <laughs> game developer story at absolutely. all absolutely um, absolutely yeah because they're more just like a game Like a producer, more than (laughs) more than anything else. So to see him take the reins here, Um, I'm very interested to see how it's gonna go.
0: I am too. I am too. Um, I think
1: I'd be vastly disappointed like super disappointed if it ends up being bad <laughs> I dude so would
0: i because <laughs> first of all i love the franchise so that alone would be a hurt but i also don't want their first in-house game to be bad
1: yeah man i'm uh, really rooting for them. but know? that's Just the thing it's always a risk games and companies yeah. and stuff man. like studio
0: yeah. b12 their first game was stray and it's so <laughs> interesting because conceptually there's a way that game sounds terrible <laughs> yeah yeah but like we've played it so like we know and it's like it's fine um but like what like a swing and,
1: you know <laughs> and not
0: only yeah. that like props to playstation for putting supporting it so much and advertising they really put it so at the well. forefront they did no and that's exactly yeah. why they won so many awards um but <laughs> with that ernest what did you think of the overall showcase because i do think this is the last one we're gonna have for a bit
1: uh, overall, the showcase was, was good, man. I, I enjoyed it. Um, there, especially, it's, we always want to talk about things like as a, a single thing, right? Like, yeah. like just th- this showcase all by itself, it was well put together and it gave us some good material. Yeah, But in the company of other showcases that we've got here, because I feel like, sometimes you're a little bit too hard on stray because of the other things that came out around it yeah that's fair you know <laughs> and um
0: i won't defend myself but <laughs> it's
1: almost it's almost like the opposite here though where um we have like all these bad showcases surrounding this one and it makes it even a little bit better yeah, for that's being fair. good you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> like we, so. we,
0: we talked about capcom and bandai right. wasn't even talked about so like exactly it's...
1: <laughs> yeah yeah so in the company of its peers here I, I think it's one of the best showcases that we've got this I agree. year just for just for or you know what I, I think it's one of the most solid that we've got
0: for sure i agree with that i want to yeah. so i wouldn't be I, I wouldn't fault you for even saying it's your favorite so what i love because we get those little direct like not director um the the dev like little documentary almost little mini episodes in between some of these games. Yeah. And I do think that's like Annapurna putting their own touch on it because Annapurna is known for being like this deep, intimate thought provoking company that brings these type of th- things to us, whether the ones developing or not. And they did like almost any of these showcases other than like, with the exception of like, obviously when you start these showcases, you'll see like the PlayStation logo or the Xbox green or something
1: Right. like yeah. you,
0: if you just watched the announcements, you wouldn't know who did that you can watch this and be like, this is an Annapurna showcase
1: Yeah, uh, without
0: yeah. Uh, say, saying, if you take the highlight reel at the beginning away, And oh, dude. I think yeah, the intro
1: outro was still just was great. a great it, touch. Yeah.
0: Very good. And like the fact uh, it's so good. It's so, it's, it's so good. Um, they know what they have and like, I'm so happy they know what they have because they, they deserve, they deserve to have that confidence. Um, yeah. but, uh, no, that I, I I agree with you. I think they did great. I think it was a really good showcase. I think they spaced it out enough to not necessarily be right there with everybody else, as they should have, um, and because you don't, you can't come to an Annapurna showcase looking for like these huge things. Because I mean, it is indie, it is independent. And right. Independent reveals. But, but they. If but that's they what gave you're looking them. for. It's they... beautiful
1: they gave us that banger too at the end too bro for sure like that's they know that the style yeah, yeah, yeah that is beyond anything that i was expecting here same so,
0: absolutely yeah. i didn't when i come to these like i expect to learn the names of games not be like oh dude i already know this ip <laughs> um, yeah yeah and it's 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 very interesting that they were able to surprise us and i can't yeah. wait to see where they go with this i can't wait yeah hopefully um, they
1: don't robocop it
0: I hope, I hope not. <laughs> oh man, you know what? They should do the RoboCop game. Assuming that they, they should do RoboCop,
1: well. I bet they can make a good. One. I
0: bet they could. A guy who was yeah. brought into work even after he's been killed on the job. Um, <laughs> but with that, we are going to take a quick break and then be back with this week's wrap up. And we are back with this week's wrap up, where we just go over what we've been watching, listening to playing nerding out over and just wanting to gush about it here before we sign off for the rest of the week Ernest. i know you got some stuff on your chest what do you got
1: all right so there's a few things so with the uh on the book scene on the audio book scene i did slow down a little bit i haven't been driving as much now that i'm back <laughs> so i'm still on uh of kings and killers um, from Will White, and that will be my last, oh, he has one more new book past that, and then I'll have all of his works done, um, but he's amazing, and I can't wait, um, then we have, um, so I've I've continued with Mythic Quest here and there, um, I'm still, like, midway through season two, still enjoying it, um, but it might come time that I have to drop it for something new, we'll see, Hmm. um, and then, uh, of course, I hope I circle back around to it, too, um, because it, it, I love it. I love it. It's just such a chill move or a chill show to have on. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I dig it so far. And I'm liking it more as I continue. But um, I did catch the first, it's just the first two episodes, maybe three, of Righteous Gemstones. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know it's a show that's been out for a while. I think season two is out. Um and it's great, man. It's it's so fucking funny. It's on Max, um, and it's pretty much like some rich, um, what are they called, evangelists or oh, whatever? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Joel Olstein type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and Danny McBride is just always amazing, and I love John Goodman. Um, so every uh every summer that I've spent with Jace the last couple of years, um, we've got an anime. That we've watched. Um, the first year that I went over there, we watched Shield Hero together. Um, it was just like two weeks that I was there, so um, we had to make it a short one. But then he came the next summer, and we watched all of Naruto. It was a lot. <laughs> and I told him, <laughs> I told him this time, um, let's pick something a little bit smaller. And he did, but he still picked a fucking big one, though. It is. It is in, long. <laughs> in Black Clover. Um, Narco-like, <laughs> it, it does it, it is it is at first those first couple of episodes it's very naruto and yeah. then um and then it kind of takes off into its own thing and i i, I love it man i'm yeah. enjoying it so much yeah That's sure. um i really want to start the bear though mm. and um because my roommates have been watching it too and i know you loved it Um, jamie lee curtis like wrote it a love letter Mm. on (laughs) on facebook Mm. (laughs) like i really i really really want to get my hands on that and put it in my holes but um there's also an anime that i need to start what's the name of it again
0: hell's paradise
1: hell's paradise is what i might drop everything for and watch because i'm starting to get shit for not seeing that yet so <laughs> I promise it wasn't me. <laughs> no, no, it was Justin. Justin. It was Justin. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I know it's one that I should watch and I want to watch. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I'm thinking I'm gonna drop everything and and watch that. And okay. then the bear is very close on that list. Afterwards, that's
0: fair, man. Hey, that's it's good um, to balance out live action and animation every now and then.
1: There's also a movie that I wasn't expecting to watch that I did. Um, it's called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. Have you ever heard of it?
0: I have heard of it. I have not seen
1: it. Yeah. Zach Efron is a ex army dude in New York, uh, while his friends are off in Nam and, um, he takes them beer in uh, Vietnam.
2: Okay. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah.
1: Um, it's, a, I'm so confused of what this movie was supposed to be. Um, if it was supposed, like if it was supposed to be funny, it, it didn't really hit those notes for me. Yeah. Um, and the um the story behind it is like he was playing it down just being a patriot like yeah i was in the army and i was stationed in massachusetts and it was like you're out there serving your country and everybody should be out there when all the protesters are telling them that they shouldn't right like we shouldn't be fighting for and he goes out there and sees how bad it really is that's pretty much the movie um but it's it felt silly it didn't it's not a good movie I don't think (laughs) so. um, And then on the gaming side, I've been. Whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You have three movies to go over.
1: Three movies? What movies did I watch? You watched
0: Flaming Hot Air and Creed 3.
1: Oh, that was all this last week, man.
0: I have no idea when you watched them, but they're new on your letterbox.
1: Okay, yeah. Um <laughs> then yeah, yeah. I had a night where I watched a couple of movies, man. Um and uh, you hated Hot. all of them. No, 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 I didn't. Um Flaming Hot was actually a lot better than I expected it to be. I, I expected like a really uh, cheesy that's I I I could have sworn I said this before because I'm pretty sure I said this joke. I expected like a cheesy experience um and that's not a Cheeto joke. But <laughs> they they um they hit some heartstrings there, man. Um, and it all feels uh, I, I love the sense of representation that we get there because um, a lot of things that you get with like cholo type Mexicans are not success stories. So seeing it put in a positive light is really nice. Yeah. Um, and it's then we Longoria's have
0: Gloria's directorial debut, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, Dawson's yeah. Life.
1: And, um, for that, I, I think she did a good job. Um, it, it's not you know, I, I don't think we're going to be talking about it at the end of the year or anything like that, <laughs> but I'm happy that it exists, and I'm happy that I saw it for sure. Nice. Nice, nice. um, Air is great. I, I really, really enjoyed it, and it's probably it's in contention for the best, like, because Flaming Hot is kind of along the same lines, too um where you know it's like the story of how we got this one product Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and um it it's between that one and yeah i was gonna say it's between that one and tetris um of my favorite so far um in this like slew of like business movies that we've got lately um but mad damon is great um i love the time that we got with ben affleck in this Mm -hmm. um he still looks stressed his fucking I don't know shorts, what it is dude. lately. His fucking shorts. That's why I <laughs> oh, put on the shorts, pink man. Shorts. They're amazing. <laughs> yes, um, but uh, one of the performances that I like the most, and one of the characters, is the guy in the basement that like designs the shoe. He's great. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> and um, it's also just great to have Chris Tucker on screen again. Um, he's he's wonderful, and I want to see him and more for sure. Um,
0: You're really not going to say anything about Viola Davis
1: oh viola davis is amazing yeah no we're that's that's a performance that we're talking about at the end of the year my bad (laughs) no yeah that's um (laughs) that's best supporting actress stuff for sure yes she's like she's amazing uh, without a doubt like we're we're gonna be in the honor
0: of like so jordan said he wouldn't do the movie unless she played his mom
1: that that's wonderful. Uh, what like, a, what a I'm imagine hearing
0: that. Like, oh man, that's goosebumps.
1: <laughs> the thing that I didn't like about it is I know how it is. <laughs> they hid his face and like didn't show anybody that was Michael, you know. Uh-huh. Um it it felt it felt like a little bit like a shell, a little empty. Um with that, that part make of it. A and show- I know I know that's not what they were trying to focus on. Like they're trying to focus on more the transaction and like how the family played into it and stuff Uh. like that. But it it just, it felt so weird and direct that they were like hiding his face and stuff. And uh, I don't know. It threw me off. I found myself in a lot of those scenes trying to find like paying more attention to how they were hiding his face than what was happening in the scene. And that might be on me, but, um, yeah, it's something that threw me off about it for sure. Because
0: they've said, um, because it is weird. It's 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 not something you can't notice. It's gonna be very apparent. Um, but uh in an interview, they 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 said that they just Michael Jordan is such a known commodity, like he's he's such a legend, such an iconic person that for there's sure. just no there's just no face you can put to that that's not his. Um, and like even with that, like they because they talk about obviously in the context of the movie they they go off about like we know you can do this we know you can do that and they're listing off things that we obviously as viewers already know he does um because last i heard he's he's kind of good at basketball um <laughs> a little
1: bit a little bit
0: small small bit um but yeah and i i thought that was an interesting choice i mean i i don't i don't think i would have i mean, if they had had his face i don't think that would have taken away from me either um but to just like did you so you're saying you felt like the, the movie was shallow because of it?
1: No, not at all. Not at all. It's a it's a good movie. I'd say it's a great movie. Um I really, really enjoyed it. It's just that's the part that I like the least about it.
0: Oh, okay. I was just yeah. I was just asking because you said that part you said that felt shallow. So I was I was saying what yeah what necessarily yeah. was the shallow part. And
1: it's it's really just that one aspect because everything else you really get to feel here, like you feel that pressure from you know matt This whole whole thing's a love like. letter
0: to Michael Jordan <laughs> like the whole no thing. Uh, absolutely
1: absolutely and i, I just it, just the way they went about hiding his face okay. and stuff like okay. it it was so foreign to the rest of the film for me so okay that's
0: right um
1: but the last one here is uh speaking of Jordan it's Creed 3 mm-hmm. so Michael B Jordan it's his directorial debut i believe right it is um And so, like director-wise, like I think that he did a fantastic job, man. Because the way this thing is shot too is just beautifully done. I I haven't seen a boxing movie just lean into how the box, like each punch, like this. I I think it's cinematically the best boxing that we have, like on screen, live action. You know. and everybody was talking about it how he kind of promoted it as like we we took a lot of like anime yeah um aspects and added it in here and you really get to see it like in action and it came out so nice where it could have failed mm-hmm. you know um and then those the intros really stick out to me um those scenes that caught my eye the most um aside from the fights where um Oh dude, they're just so beautiful. They're just so beautiful. Like as they're coming from the back from backstage to the ring, like yeah. those are just so well done. Awesome. And you you feel the momentum like building up, you know. So when you do get to those fight scenes, it really just sets it up nicely.
2: Yeah.
1: Um performances were on point. It's just the story itself where I fell off just a little bit. Um at some point it just becomes kind of predictable. You know, like, OK, yeah, they're going to fight and he's going to beat them. And, you know, I, I thought he was going to like explode at the end or something, but they end up like dapping up or whatever. <laughs> but like, <laughs> um, like, yeah, yeah, it, it just felt like, you know, they built up this villain and they only took so much advantage of it, especially mm-hmm. when they kind of like handheld. And I, I said this about uh, a book that i reviewed recently like a lot of the power of our villain here um mr major mm-hmm. is like just given to him off right like mm-hmm. who the fuck gets a title shot like straight out of prison yeah. nobody bro <laughs> like there's no way that this shit would go down in real life so like yeah. the plausibility of it kind of took me out of it a little bit but then um that all the dominoes just fell to where, you know, he's going to have to come back and fight them and stuff like this. I, I think it could have been done uh, a little more tactfully and not so straightforward.
0: Okay. Yeah. But, it was, but uh, major overall though. Good.
1: Oh yes. Okay. Absolutely. They just, they and just
0: because, didn't let Kane conquer, unfortunately. Bro. I love,
1: <laughs> I love the, the Cali accent. He does. Um, okay. I, I have homies from South Central. And yeah. they and they taught you like that, bro, like <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> that very direct stuff. And to hear them do that accent, it brought back some memories for me, too. Okay, um, Nice. But yeah, yeah. I loved his performance. I love Michael B. Jordan's performance. All of the supporting cast here is is great. Tessa Thompson. um Thompson, Yes. Tessa Thompson is I, I love whenever she's in a movie. I know she's never going to let me down, you know, mm-hmm. Um, but. I I think overall it is probably, it is definitely the best boxing I've seen on screen. Live action. Period. The fact
0: that a directorial debut did that, that's, that's great.
1: Yeah, man. And, um, I I can only imagine that he's going to lean more towards action films and stuff like that. So with him taking this approach. Yeah. 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 And uh, I imagine if he is going to like direct anything else, I, I think he leans more towards action. That's right. So, um, I'm interested to see what we see from him because the way that he tackled, you know, boxing, uh, I'm interested to see how he would tackle like different types of action as well. Um, okay. Like, is it going to be some John Wick shit that we get or, you know, a spin or innovation on that? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Well, awesome now um, go on to your gaming unless you found something yeah else yeah you can talk and <laughs>
1: and we're still as a group uh playing diablo whenever mm-hmm. we can uh we hop on we knock out uh, a couple of missions and stuff like that and then we hop off for the night mm-hmm. um because somebody has a bedtime no i'm just kidding because i only judge because i don't and i stay up forever <laughs> i don't sleep um and then <laughs> and then um i'm finally getting some traction with final fantasy 16 and that's been my (laughs) that's been my main focus man um i am uh, i'm nearing the end i'd say i'm about 70 percent in or something like that according Mm -hmm. to my home screen just about there um so and of course, knocking out all the side quests and hunts and stuff like that. Yeah, as definitely that go. do it
0: when it's available.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Or else yeah. you're going to be hit
0: um, with just so much at the very end.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and that's the part. I'm glad that you gave me that heads up, though. Um, that you do just kind of get to a point, like like that point of no return. Yeah. Um, I think if I would have let the side missions and hunts build up until the end, that um, I would have had it, it would have been a little repetitive, maybe, yeah, or absolutely. Um, absolutely. It, I think so. if I was just running through all of them at the end. Um, so it's spreading out the story like this. I really don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of fetch quests, stuff like that. But okay. uh, I'm really enjoying the hunts. Um, uh, That's probably <laughs> just, my favorite thing. I love that. Yeah, man. So <laughs> yeah, just having like that enhanced version of whatever enemy, yep. you know? Um, and them just giving like a real fucking challenge, especially like I'm to the point now where I'm feeling like very, very comfortable with the combat and uh-huh. just like doing things for style points and stuff. That's awesome. So, um, I that those still giving me a challenge feels good because I feel like I'm a look just a tad bit over leveled for the story characters, mm-hmm. um, for the story battles. Um,
0: which is so, the glory of side quest, man. It's just, yeah, man. Get yeah, that man. XP. So,
1: and and getting to uh, especially with how cinematic these boss fights are Mm -hmm. i think it's great to be able to get through them in a first try Mm -hmm. um just because it helps with the cohesionness of the story (laughs) absolutely you know yeah um because i i think i died once to titan Oh okay and um and I was like, damn it. And I had to start <laughs> over like and uh, and like going through the same motions again. I was like, OK, do this, do this. OK, now this is something I haven't seen. So, um, yeah, I just I missed up my my hand slipped the wind hit, hit my elbow weird. Um, it was a whole thing. <laughs> <Okay>. So uh, <laughs> now, nah, man, but I'm loving Final Fantasy 16. Um, I know you said at the end that the uh, again, the cohesionness of the story came apart a little bit for you. Mm. Um, so I'm interested to see what you experience and see if I feel the same way. Um, because right now, like the, the part that I've been through so far, and I don't want to speak too early here or anything because yeah. it's definitely going to take some time to simmer. But, um, this, this is one of my favorite stories I've gotten from Final Fantasy, like period. Um, and one of my favorite worlds. So, uh, I, I'm curious to see where the dice land on this one
0: okay um was that all for you for this week
1: yeah that's it man okay sorry that that was a lot that was more than i was expecting thank you for reminding me more to
0: yours so it's okay yeah yeah (laughs) yeah, thank you for reminding
1: me that i hadn't talked about those other Um,
0: ones yet actually now that i'm looking at mine i'm fairly well you you can just speak to this with me because i know you've watched the first episode so i've started secret invasion (laughs) oh that's right yeah Yeah. (laughs) um oh there's only two episodes out right now i am really enjoying it um it is currently like the i think the viewership numbers are showing that it's the least watched disney plus series um at release and that's a little bit of a bummer um i mean it's not a huge surprise because it's vastly different from what we usually get from both mcu movie or mcu Mm -hmm. show it is a very adult show um and I think, I think that's something I'm really enjoying about it. And one of the things as a comic fan, I never read the, um, the secret wars or secret invasion uh, comics, and this is definitely doing its own version of what that story does. But so far, they're not shying away from the paranoia that you should have about people living on your planet that can change the way they look and just how much power they (laughs) can get by passing as human. And I'm loving where the story is going with that so far. And there's going to be certain characters you've seen before. And like, there, there hasn't been like a reveal, like this person's been a scroll the whole time yet or anything, but like the way that it's made, there's going to be certain people that are just the way they're talking, the way things are happening. You're like, are you, <laughs> are you not? I don't know. And I, I, I love that. I love SP. I love spy espionage shit. Um, I feel like I haven't gotten something with that uh, with the exception of James Bond um, in a while. And it's just a very cool like I think it's like a a nice addition to the MCU and I yeah man until this came out I don't know when the last time I saw he has countless works not saying it's never happened but I feel like it's been a while since Sam Jackson's been the star of something
1: agreed yeah
0: yeah and that's not that's not hating not it it's it's just how it works sometimes yeah Um, yeah but he he's killing i love sam jackson you kind of you can forget that you can forget you love an actor when they haven't been in front of you for so long and uh, man he's great
1: i love his um like and a lot of people say like oh he just plays the same person and whatever right but like there is a depth to sam jackson that you don't get everywhere because he can be that like one-liner motherfucker absolutely you know what i mean and he can also like and he can also give you depth you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. So um yeah, yeah. I, I think choosing Nick Fury to like lead this story and go throughout it is great, especially considering like Secret Wars is I, I know a fan favorite of mm-hmm. like Marvel fanboys, like comic fanboys. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Um so like yeah, it's one of the most epic events. Like one anytime that I bring up Civil Wars being my favorite, um, people always throw out Secret I love Invasion as Civil well. War. So, I can't so oh that. yeah, me too, me too. I, I, I love those comics, man. But I, think I um, own all of them. In the that's, original. That's not the new one. It's for sure my favorite comic event. Um, that's great. But but Secret Invasion. Um, I know that's that's the first thing that comes up anytime that I'm like, oh man, I love Civil War, and people are like, what about Secret Invasion? <laughs> so it's it's great for them to get to that point in mm-hmm. the story where they're able to adapt that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I again just it's because it's like it's not old man Logan it's old man Jackson and he's just yeah. he's he's killing it man I think he's killing it. Uh,
1: I I love the move they did with um taking off the eye patch and leaving the scars. It's great. Yeah. It, yeah, and I
0: think it adds I think it adds to his character. I think it's great. Yeah, it's awesome. I think and so. So you get a little bit a more lot.
1: expression from him.
0: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. and we're getting a lot more of um just more sides to this character because the one thing. And I felt this from the beginning of the MCU. Like, there's, it's so easy for certain characters, no matter how big they may be, and like the scope of the franchise, um, it can feel like their runtime with you is very short. Like Colby Smolder's mm-hmm. character, Maria Hill. Um, I feel like she's she's been technically part of the MCU for over over a decade,
1: even like. like- even non-mcu projects yeah like agents of shield and shit like that like she's yeah. been just all over it she has yeah.
0: but like i but like it, when you actually look at it and the, it's the way i feel towards it i feel like she's been in like there for like what feels like an hour or two it's just
1: because it's, i don't know yeah, her. i don't know her, especially man. because it's just those quick like those side pieces yeah you know? there's those Absolutely. side roles. Absolutely. Um, where and she of comes course you in, can't give every like, single Hey, person what's going a movie? on? And, yeah, 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 of course. Of course. But and it's Especially because she's out. one of like the the lesser superpowered people, you know yes. what I mean? She's yes. more yes. just like out here doing her best as a human. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes those folks um get a little bit less of the spotlight shout out to hawkeye baby
0: <laughs> i mean but here we are with fucking nick fury no superpowers yeah, man. and hell he's right, down, right he's down an eye um but uh <laughs> it's, it's just That's
1: a lot working against him
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just it's it's just something that i i notice and i'm, I'm not saying I'm the, I'm the only one but it's kind of like to say i have an issue with that i don't know how to fix it either like i guess again we don't have the time. I don't know if we need a Maria Hill movie. Yeah, I'm not saying right, that. Uh, right, but right. it's just obviously like some characters you are going to end up caring for more than the others. Um, Hawkeye, I love because like we've gotten so much with him. He hasn't even had his own movie, but we right. like his whole arc in Endgame and whatnot. Man, this inv- the secret invasion conversation went on longer than I thought. But this- And man, I,
1: I loved his show too, man. Yeah. I really enjoyed the Hawkeye I did show. I did too. Yeah.
0: I did too. I thought it was great.
1: It got me looking forward to Echo, as a matter of fact
0: that's fair i think that's fair yeah. and obviously that's where and you shouldn't i don't think you should base any of these off of any type of cameo power you should look at these as the story they tell but it's really cool that we got a lot of daredevil stuff in and oh for in sure
1: yeah anywhere you see it pop up no doubt
0: and i mean wilson fisk come on um but yeah whenever we get back
1: punisher baby oh for oh, sure man yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, john bernenthal is just a great fucking actor period he is like he, he really is, is. It, that man is talented he can make you hate him he can make you love him he can make you love him while doing things that you hate like oh, i love it
0: <laughs> he's great i love it he is yeah. great um but moving on here hell's paradise season one as you were talking about you were thinking about starting it so it just wrapped 13 episodes um i i The reason I talked to this, about to Ernest about this at all, um, I promise I didn't try to twist his arm about anything or anything like that. No, Um,
1: you were very, you were very considerate about it. You were like, I know you got a lot of stuff right now, mm -hmm. but I'd very much like you to get to this show so we could talk about it. Exactly.
0: Thanks, boss. There is, (laughs) there is a thing known as the Dark Trio, the Shonen Dark Trio, which is Chainsaw Man. Hell's Paradise and Jujutsu Kaisen. They all three of these are shonen anime, obviously starting in as manga um, that take shonen tropes and use them in a darker way. And the story ends up being very much influenced by that. And they go in different directions that you wouldn't normally see and say, like, you're Naruto's, you're One Piece, stuff like that. I'm not saying better for worse. I mean, you're all shonen has so much, you're going to find your cup of tea and stick with it, I imagine. Um, But now that all three of the dark trio, have an anime um that is the reason I brought it up with Ernest because I would love to just pick your brain apart about and also I just want to talk about chainsaw man more um but I, lo- I love jujutsu <laughs> Kaisen season two starting next week um and then Hell's Paradise just wrapped and it's gotten a lot of praise and I definitely I don't want to get too much in my thoughts on it it is it is a show that took me a little while to get into um I think you'll probably have a easier time getting into it than I did just you love feudal Japan shit i imagine oh okay, yeah i do yeah. and like you'll you'll see some samurai you'll see some ninja stuff and that's that's very cool and i don't hate that yeah. it's just yeah. i don't you're definitely it's definitely more your vibe um, but it's the
1: story itself that takes a minute to grasp you
0: yes because it's mm-hmm. and to be to be fair it's going to be like that for a lot of things season one you're going to have that you're going to have that intro level of just we got to explain this world and the rules to you and that's fun. yeah totally and i'm yeah. not hating on it at all um like the way I mean,
1: it took like two seasons for them to do that for uh say it attack on it. titan just say it yeah
0: i know I, I was like the second you started i was like fine that's fine uh, but... <laughs> hey man mappa has that now too they don't care they just have everything um they have hell's paradise the, they have all the dark trio fuck and vinland saga fuck but, yeah, but... <laughs> but
1: you know what mappa being behind this just it, it gets me hyped for it alone it
0: because should.
1: It should. it's just so beautiful bro
0: and you love um have you seen anything on hell's paradise curious
1: not not very much
0: okay no. um because like the very first thing you'll see is a, like a corpse covered in very pretty flowers oh yeah and yeah. it's good it's very much like what we saw in um that silent hill F i I'm, I'm
1: a sucker for that floral shit yeah and i get absolutely. you and i will
0: say that I, I do really enjoy that that's um, why i love midsummer
1: so much yeah
0: fair enough fair enough <laughs> um but uh it, it is definitely just a tone setting for what you'll get for the rest of the show but it is, is good And I'm I'm looking forward to you checking it out and as well as us just talking about, because I love our anime stuff. Like we had that whole Dragon Ball Z episode. I'm like, man, we need to make something. We didn't make this happen more. Yeah, Um, man. We did the one piece movie.
1: And then because the first two mentioned, like Jujutsu Kaisen and Chainsaw Man, like each one of those, I think when it's all said and done, we get like towards the end of those series that we end up talking about some of those as like some of the best.
0: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um but... and, and
1: cuz you look back at our top 5 for shonen like um you know so many episodes ago at this point. Uh-huh. But um a, a lot of them have that like sunshiny don't worry the hero will save the day type vibe, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um and and it is a very different vibe that we get with with these two and apparently these three. So, yes. I'm excited. I'm excited to see it.
0: Yes. And I will say yeah. when you get to the end of the season 1 of Hell's Paradise, um, definitely I found myself a lot more intrigued and interested in the world and I'm curious to see where it goes from here and it's already been confirmed for a season two Mappa you're kind of dicks um, because they <laughs> immediately confirmed season two for Jujutsu Kaisen when that season one wrapped they immediately announced season two for this when it wraps where is my information about Chainsaw Man season two um, <laughs> and I don't it's so they like and it's gotten the same rumor mill that every anime gets that had like a large following at launch that it's going to get a new season and a movie and i'm like no i need to hear mappa say it i I need to (laughs) hear what dad says about this um and i'm sure it'll happen i'm just like bro but you know when they announce it that's the starting point for your wait. (laughs) so i'm like come on just give me the spot in the line man i don't care how long it is um i wonder
1: if with that kind of animation if it makes it take longer than that might be a thing ones.
0: and that's that's another great thing obviously these are all different creative directors under mappa but mm-hmm. they that's the other thing all three of these have very different animations and but yeah. they're all good they are all good putting that out there um so you might be right i because i do think and that's one of the things chainsaw man utilize the cinematicness in such a a wonderful and visual way um, it's one of the
1: best parts about it to me. Like, absolutely. I love the story. I absolutely. love the characters, you know, but just getting to see it on the screen, like it it just adds that extra element. And that element is so heavy.
0: Absolutely. I'm going to stop us there because we're already going to start doing this episode <laughs> before you see how it's going. But needless to say, looking forward to getting into that um unicorn warriors eternal season one has wrapped that is the newest thing from um, gindy tartakovsky creator of samurai jack dexter's laboratory primal hotel transylvania quite a catalog um
1: so diverse too man. it is it is yeah. and
0: i remember because the premiere they did such a and it's so genius now that i've seen the whole the whole season one they did the premiere with two they did two episodes first night And I know I came on here and I was like, those first two episodes are a lot to take in. I got to kind of see how I'm going to land on this. Because those first two episodes are a lot of setup, a lot of information about the world. And it's just like, this works this way, this works this way, and all that stuff. And you don't feel attached to anything. And you kind of feel like, I felt frazzled. I was like, that's a lot to take in. Um, And then from episode three, all the way to the end, it just gets better and better. (laughs) Yeah, it's just boom, 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 boom. And where it leaves the- i was like oh cliff hey, twist oh man what's happening um it's so good it's so good it is it is a show that works both for like children can watch it adults can watch it um if you love high fantasy there's a kingdom of elves there's a long lost elf king with his twin brother um there's steampunk you have a whole steampunk robot that's from the future <laughs> uh you have this mysterious enchantress who Her soul is in another person's body and a relationship develops between these two beings having to inhabit the same space, though it starts off with friction, of course, because this woman didn't choose to share the body, Um, but then it goes somewhere as they learn about each other, and that is very interesting Okay, well,
1: now now I'm frazzled.
0: (laughs) And you see it's a dawn of time. No, I'm just kidding. Merlin's in it. It's a whole thing. Um, It is. (laughs) It is. I love it. I love it a lot. Uh, The animation of it, you'll see if you see any clips of it. It can get goofy. It can be very childlike. But the story is there. And great voice work, I will say. Um, Mm. No word on a season two. Unfortunately, Tartakovsky's works aren't usually known to stick around too long. Primal is like the luckiest thing we've ever gotten. So hopefully, hopefully we hear more on this later, but I'm very happy with it. All of the episodes are on max. Definitely recommend. Now, on to things I don't recommend. I just beat Final Fantasy 16. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, I still definitely recommend it. I I definitely do. And I would definitely say, I I do think that game is nothing short of great. Um, I am not a fan of where the story goes. And I'm not going to get into that too heavy because Ernest is still going through it. And we're gonna have a whole episode dedicated to Final Fantasy 16. You, me, and Justin said he wanted to be on it. If we can make it happen, we're gonna that's, make it happen.
1: That's gonna that's gonna round out our um, our first episode.
0: Oh yeah! Oh, no, part
1: part part two of seven. Yeah, it yeah. Will. Unfor- right,
0: unfortunately right. there's just so much final fantasy we talked about at the beginning it's it's just gonna have so much to come back to our
1: very first episode we talked about crisis core being yep. remade which we've got that one we've yep. talked about final fantasy 16 oh and, um, and then about, next year we'll
0: have part well i think it's rebirth final fantasy 7 yeah. remake rebirth yeah, yeah, yeah
1: right right so part uh, two of that final fantasy 7 remake and then we will have covered all of the uh, things that we covered on day one from ooh, like that's announcement exciting. To finish, like and that's we wild. We will promise
0: though. to never, ever cover a Final Fantasy thing again after that. Yeah, good luck uh, with that. <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> um, but but yeah, no Final Fantasy 16. Um, I I think it is overall being praised pretty well. The I understand the combat may not be for everyone. I as a Devil May Cry fan, the combat was designed by the the combat director of those games. Um, I love it. I thought it was very fun. It's very enjoyable.
1: Yeah, this has only made me—I mean, because I love the combat so fucking much—it's yeah. only made me want to go play Devil May Cry.
0: And that's I, awesome. I hope that's what everyone. I'm
1: feels. really, I'm really, really thinking about going and playing some Devil May Cry.
0: That's awesome. That makes me so yeah. excited. <laughs> and I hope that everyone feels that. And I understand you're, why, you're
1: bringing me doing. over to that Capcom side, baby. That's Keep good. We're doing it. Man. We did Monster yeah. Hunter
0: a good bit last year. We're gonna yeah, we do Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Christopher Anthony Pierce is cap um don't look him up don't look him up actually do please support the podcast but <laughs> yes <look him> up. <laughs> but don't look up jerry gino Reyes, uh whose birthday's coming up happy early birthday <laughs> but final fantasy 16 beautiful game great characters um for the majority of it i did love the story that was driving me through it then for me there were parts that did become pretty predictable and actually echoed i can i literally have listed references to things that i'm like i've seen this before um and i didn't like it where i saw it before either but that is to say i still shed some tears at the end i still was very much satisfied i still did every side quest i still did every hunt i think this is the first because i think it's the thing in every final fantasy game where you have like the strongest weapon that you have to do some extra stuff for yeah um, yeah You definitely this most likely is the easiest one you can get because like a lot of these like a lot of stuff is pretty much just given to you. Just do your side quest and you're going to figure stuff out. It's going to be fine. Um, but I got the strongest weapon in the game. That was awesome. And did all the hunts, did all the side quests. And you... I think
1: I might have just unlocked that from the blacksmith, like the quest for it. Nice. Actually. Yeah. Nice, nice,
0: nice um it will be so, so it's not Excalibur just letting you know that because you could get Excalibur <laughs> at some point Excalibur Why wouldn't it be there um but you know how you do one of my favorite things is in your room you have like a spot for like mementos essentially
1: yes yes
0: um nice so you touch. you fill that up doing side quests for certain people mm-hmm. and to see that filled up was beautiful and I love oh, it Oh, that's great. and that's the good. fact that I'll say because a lot of them are going to feel very random and then kind of lead somewhere um my man I, I i will say um who's who's our main guy what's his name clive clive yeah. clive is cool clive is cool i was not a huge fan of jill at first um but she did win me over in the end I, uh, yeah
1: yeah she's she's got me for sure she's great
0: you just like pretty people um i'm just kidding Um, uh, man yeah, I, had I, I, a, I had a joke i was i had a joke i was gonna say to that but i don't want to be mean to her um <laughs> just let your mind go where i want to with that bastard um (laughs) but um it's so there's so many memorable characters i I think and i think this score good luck beating it for score of the year i already have listed down because as the years progressed fun fact i have several note tabs for potential awards at the end of the year oh Um, that's
1: so smart i i
0: already have my boss battle listed from here i have my the score from here i don't never count any other game out because honestly i don't think there's like you can ever guess what the what it's going to sound like before you hop in other than final fantasy um and then dark souls i'd say but yeah we're not gonna because they have
1: some like they have some like renditions of classics here but the way that they're used is in such like a different way it's it's wild man and this
0: game for better for worse whatever this game is nothing shorter nothing this game is just This game is incredibly epic oh, yeah, and yeah. they utilize the epic moments to like be really over the top at certain points. And I love that. I think that's awesome. Um, it's so cool. And I'm glad you're enjoying it. And, and yeah, I can't wait to talk about it when we oh, do the full episode. It so far. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It's an awesome game. I'm not, I'm not going to say it's not, but yeah, we'll get more to that when we finally get to our episode when you and Justin wrap that up. But what am I playing now that I beat final fantasy? So obviously final fantasy 16 i spent put 50 some odd hours into that i believe i think it was 51 and i earlier this year i went through persona 3 persona 4 and then persona 5 royal and then obviously final fantasy 16 and early even earlier this year i went through my first Fire Emblem game that's a lot of jrpgs that take a lot over 30 hours so what yeah. do i do next I go to the next Fire Emblem game, which is another JRPG. <laughs> I am currently playing Nice Fire Emblem Engage, um, and it's good. It's very good. Um, Story wise, it's not quite hitting where it did with me for Three Houses, because Three Houses, I feel like Three Houses, like uh, I know it's definitely just in the zeitgeist right now because everyone's comparing it to Final Fantasy or comparing Final Fantasy sixteen to it. But there's a lot of similarities to Game of Thrones and fire them three houses with like your different royalties different territories who's mm-hmm. going to come up and rule this rule that betrayals political back sabotage all this stuff and i love that shit which is another thing i loved about final fantasy um that's not really an engage which is like okay i miss you a little bit but the mm-hmm. gameplay is just really fun anime chess and it's great yeah yeah no, <laughs> no doubt
1: because it's but, almost like like RTS RPG type
0: yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't have never known that I even liked these games if Justin hadn't lent me three houses earlier this year. So thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. And I do look forward to just playing the rest of that game to get other endings. Um, but I'm not just playing that because I don't know what's wrong with me. I've been bouncing back and forth <laughs> between that and Witcher 3. What? <laughs> all day yesterday all i played was witcher 3 Um, oh god i
1: need to watch the witcher 2 damn it
0: yeah but
1: dude that's um that's an epic on taking
0: it is (laughs) i don't know why i'm just in the mood for big shit i guess i have no idea because like i I think i was telling you i was like maybe don't get back in the sky i was like no man don't do that you're gonna get into a big bethesda game in a few months you're having
1: like the opposite because it was i want to say a couple months ago um I think it was maybe when you had Beat Horizon or something mm. like that. I don't know. Um but you you had played like a lot of like big open world games and stuff like yes. that and you're like man I just need to scale it down. That but was when I beat Persona like 5 kind of,
0: Royal. I was like I you're kind of stop. like
1: you're doing the opposite now and just yeah. like give me the biggest that you have like Pretty okay. much man
0: <laughs> um but i'm really enjoying witcher i'm kind of bummed because i've run out of side quests i can do at my level and now i have to go back to doing the things i've done before
2: Uh,
0: um because this and hey man in my defense i didn't start this restart they when you download the ps5 version it's just a whole new save and i was like it's unfortunate that i've started this game like five times prior (laughs) And I was so proud of myself because the last time I made it as like the farthest I ever did. And like, yes, I could download the PS4 version, but I want to play the best one. I mean, come on, you know? Yeah. You yeah. know, and it For is sure. a pretty game. It is a really pretty game. You can tell. And it's there's like- those
1: quality of life things and yes. stuff like that too. Yeah. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. And it still has. And, and once
1: you, still. and eventually if you were to continue there, you would eventually get to the point where you're in material that you haven't seen before. Exactly. Yeah. exactly And then, I've never and gotten then to the point where you still have those Siri. quality of life things. Yeah.
0: Because I've looked at Oh up. yeah. I I've never obviously you're starting up the game, you're looking for Siri, and I was like, mm-hmm. I wonder. I looked up what percentage of the game you completed when you find her, and it is known as the 25% mark.
1: The 25%. Well, I haven't made it 25% into that game. I've to played fair, it so much.
0: <laughs> that is that is I believe that is including the DLCs.
1: Wow, that's still a lot though. Oh, I
0: know. No, I'm not I, yeah, no, these games are huge. Yeah, um,
1: considering how much I've played, how many hours I've put into that game starting yeah, it over thing. again and stuff. Same, same, like I'm
0: man. right there with you, man. Um, but yeah, it's I've been really enjoying. It. I love monster hunting, I've said that repeatedly. Um, man. I wish the combat was better in this game, and god, I hope they improve it with because they're remaking one and like it's gonna be a full next gen thing, and I hope they right. take some awesome things from Elden Ring zelder scrolls whatever <laughs> i can okay.
1: zelder scrolls
0: yeah man um, yeah breath of the wild yeah, yeah. as you know yeah. um i i just i would love to see more because the stories are there the stories are awesome i've already come across a lot of side quests i've never touched before and i was like oh man this is so fucking cool like i literally went to a question not a question mark you know there's little exclamation marks on the map and right. i came across a whole cursed town the town was turned into pigs
1: oh that's great
0: and you have to figure out oh, how yeah, to right. fix it and and i was just like oh my god this is such an adventure so yeah
1: cool. dude oh cd project red and the way that yeah, they lay dude. out the solutions, bro it's great absolutely um but um I, I want everybody to know as well that chris did get me pretty hype because i thought he was gonna play a different game <laughs> but oh well um, he but everybody has the right to explore uh, after finishing <laughs> a big game like I know it's a thing I know it's a thing and I've been there myself because um, mm. I had it a little bit before I started a big game before I started Final Fantasy 16 I was mm. like, touching a little bit of everything you know, yeah. but he asked a lot of questions about Final Fantasy 10 and I got super fucking hyped. <laughs> and I almost went and downloaded it. And then I remembered. Like, I'm still in the middle of Final Fantasy. You're 16. on 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Finish one for the other. Um, but, so, you know what? Uh, this will be a fun thing to do. I wasn't going to do it because it seemed mean. Um, and it was not intentional. So, that, and I did get through the first battle, but then I was just reminded of like the different things that, like, I literally will watch a video of something. And where like,
1: Sin attacks Z- Zan- Zanarkin?
0: Is Sin the creatures?
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Like that, that giant thing that attacks.
0: Yeah. Like I didn't finish, so like it's the first, like the first fight where it teaches you how to fight. Mm -hmm. Um, I have five minutes in the game, um, but all and these two things correlated to me just remembering something that reminded me of something else that led to me downloading The Witcher. (laughs) Like it was just yeah, um, and then I touched it and I was like, oh, I'm actually enjoying this. I'm surprised because I have like six different things. I have Final Fantasy 15 downloaded on my console. I was thinking about going back to that cuz uh, i now realize my eyes on that i bet are so different than my eyes would be now cuz that was my only final fantasy experience at that time i had never right. touched 7 i never touched i mean remake wasn't out um and i even 16 um there's there's just i had no contact i mean i really enjoyed the game i had yeah, no idea yeah. that some people oh actually it was a pretty divisive game um but like For i really a enjoyed, lot of
1: the for a lot of the same reasons that 16 is yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. um but i think everyone if they had just seen my end credit picture of 15 they would stop fighting
1: god yeah man (laughs) that's the answer to world peace right there it's a
0: hand it's a hand glitching through a chest how do Um, we
1: end racism
0: (laughs) (laughs) versus on the case Uh, but I literally went through because I was like, man, because I think I texted you like, I want to play Red Dead, but I, I don't currently own it and I'm not buying it for $60. So I didn't do that. Um, but so I've landed on Witcher, but also. So I tested wow. out a book that Ernest wanted me to test out. Ooh. well, you didn't tell me to test it out. And he never even I told didn't. me to check it out. But I've just been I pitching
1: went- it yeah to everybody for a while yeah, yeah,
0: yeah and i was like i'll give it a shot i just re-downloaded audible re signed up for it um and i sampled it and it's pretty cool but then so a trailer for a movie came out recently um uh it's the trailer for a movie i forgot how excited i'd be for it which is dune part 2 yes and yes, yes. very excited for that cuz i adored the first one um this ties back cuz we were talking about denny Villeneuve earlier and blade runner is great um mm-hmm but i was like you know what what if i what if i tried out uh dune Dune again oh and i'm now four hours into it so dude
1: nice (laughs) nice nice. four hours in a 30-hour book but still is the narrator pretty good
0: it is so that is when i texted you that they have multiple voices. They have multiple people on it.
1: Oh, they have like a cast of people yes. doing different parts. Okay. And I
0: have to imagine so cuz and I you see it all the time at bookstores. The book cover of the book and when you download it or whatever, it's the do, it's the movie cover like how you you know they update those when the movies for books come out. Right. Right. And right. I wonder like if I did like, with if,
1: Ender's Game and shit like yeah, that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I did it with Lord of the Rings as well. Um mm-hmm. but I wonder if like, oh, hey, we have a budget for this because of the movie. Let's let's hire a bunch of people to do this. Um, and they're all really good. Like they're all really good so far. And I'm like yeah. loving it. So a thing I didn't really talk about last year was obviously I hated Callisto Protocol. Um, I know that sounds random. I'm getting somewhere. They had an <laughs> audio drama leading up to Callisto Protocol starring oh, Gwendolyn yeah. Christie that I absolutely fucking adored. um she has a wonderful voice she's a great actress she's she's a mm-hmm. so brand of tarts. come on um but uh they Lucifer. did yeah 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 oh i love saying man um but like they that whole thing like you have special you have sound effects you have music multiple voice casts all these different things and it's just like that other i mean i don't know if there's guns in dune
1: oh dude it's like it's like the old like when people would like gather around the um yeah, they're around the radio and listen to stories, yeah, like you know what the, I mean? The, and they would like do yeah. sound effects and stuff. That's yeah. so dope. And it's yeah, awesome. That's cool.
0: And like when like there's scenes, obviously, spoiler alert, Dune has scenes in the desert. Um <laughs> when you you'll hear like wind blowing, you'll hear footsteps, yeah. you'll hear music between chapters and all this stuff. And it's just really sucked me in there. It's this whole production.
1: Oh, yeah. that's really cool, man. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure.
0: And I'm I'm Oh,
1: I'm, I feel kind of bad for the comment i made now. Why because you you texted me and you said, dude, there's audiobooks that have whole casts yeah. like doing doing voices for them. And I was like, Yeah, time. it's to- I was like, Yeah, it's totally a thing. And I was like, But you don't need that if you have Travis Baldry.
0: And that's just probably and- <laughs> him up. That's not saying anything <laughs> bad. That's fine.
1: but I didn't mean to diss the Dune book and oh, what they're here. doing over there.
0: <laughs> and he but- didn't diss the process either. Because no, I have yeah. to imagine it has to be cheaper to have one guy
1: absolutely um
0: and i don't i have no idea how much money is in doing audiobooks i can't imagine it's like unless you have a ton of them i imagine it's like voice acting regularly if you only have one credit you're like making nothing if you have a thousand credits maybe you're good um and i Mm. mean financially not skill wise but i i love it i love this and i know it's going to be like a spoil thing and i've gone through books that don't have this i mean i went through the harry potter books there's one guy um stephen fry beautiful voice um but and nothing against your book it's just i have my adhd took away both of your things out of my sight i'm so sorry <laughs> literally i was like let's try out final fantasy 10 and like i think like i oh, paused man. it for a second just watched a video and i was like oh i think i saw an ad for the witcher and I was like, "Oh man, maybe I should try out the fucking Witcher." Because I I went into this year thinking with the PS5 patch, this was the year I was going to beat it. Little did I know, it's just the year I beat all the personas. Um, Dude, yeah.
1: If anything, though, I'm I'm just happy that you're expand expanding your Spagn- like media intake.
0: Yeah, books are hard no. for me. Um, it's just, I know. It's difficult. I know they're
1: and they're tough for a lot of people, man. And yeah. that's why I know like when I talk about. My book and even then it's audiobooks so that I could still do other things at the same yeah. time. But like to sit down and read a book is such a thing. You yes. know what I mean? Yes. Um, but even to make time for audiobooks and stuff like that, it can be a lot, especially for individuals like ourselves who are like constantly take in taking media. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So um, but uh, there's just so much out there, man. And there's so much in written word and just like storytelling like reading those written words if you will like in, in an audible type situation that you can do that doesn't necessarily translate to the screen yeah so um yeah man it it's just it it's it's great it's great that you're on a book period thanks for man. Sure thanks yeah. so
0: much thanks dad i'm i'm so i'm so happy to be accepted you're now. welcome son <laughs> you're gonna wake up your son um but with that we're finally i felt like this was a lengthy wrap-up but a lot to get into wrap-up 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 god damn it
2: Bucket but with that
0: Oh, dude, you son of a bitch. How could you? I was like, dude, as long as we don't say it. Uh, <laughs> she's going to sue us. I, I, I can feel it on our bones. Um,
1: <laughs> can already be sponsored?
0: <laughs> yes, please sponsor us. That'd be wonderful. But, Ernest, now that we're at, the, we're at the end of this episode, end of this week, where can the people find us?
1: So if you'd like to stay up to date with the show, you can find us out here on all these social medias, baby, baby. baby. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and Twitter, and TikTok, and we are uh, putting a conscious effort to get more reviews out there, uh, more updates, things like this, so please go out there, support. Um, if you'd like to reach us directly, we can be found at life is storytelling at gmail.com. We appreciate any and all feedback, and boy, do we love you.
0: We love you so much. And we appreciate all the support we've gotten for this past year. Um, thank you all, whether you're here for episode one, whether you're here just now for the newest episode, we love all of you. We appreciate Happy all of you. Happy
1: anniversary, homie.
0: Happy anniversary, homie. We've made it one year. Many Hell many yeah. more to come as long as like the Y2K thing doesn't happen. Uh, I know we <laughs> yeah. survived that first warning, but I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, but... We will be back next week to talk about Isle of Dogs, Wes Anderson's second uh, film made in stop motion. And then of course, go into whatever gaming news we got going on at that time. Ernest, thanks for hanging out this week. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you, sir. And of course, thank you again for a great year. Um, And thank you all for listening, hanging out, tuning in. We appreciate you and we'll see you next week.